Welcome to The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name's Daniel. And this is episode 100. Hell yeah, dude. Oh my god. Holy shit. A hundred of these. The podcast heard around the world this one's gonna be. Why? Yeah. <laughs> right? Why did we do this? Somebody should have stopped us. I figured by 50 you would get big. It didn't. No. And then, and then by 75, I was more. like, you know, that would be a good number to get big. Yeah, no. that, that would be the one <laughs> no. where it's like, hey, is Rooster Teeth knocking down our door? Do they want us on like, you know, off topic or whatever stupid shows that they have? Nope. Off topic's a good one. Nope. No, they're stupid. <laughs> Fuck. Every show. Always open's pretty stupid. good. They have good shows. Uh, <laughs> they don't have us, so <laughs> I don't know fair. how you That's can fair. say That's they fair. have good shows. Well, I think first we need to make <laughs> merchandising that we could profit okay. with them for you, you like, have merchandise right there oh that's you have true the save room glass you drop that oh coaster. no i spilled it all over my spilled. new pants Ooh. peep it this is the save room official uh beer pint glass that chelsea got us uh for christmas last year yeah just go to saveroom.net and uh, <laughs> order one of yours <laughs> i'm sorry i got tea all over your your did you like get tea on my I bed? I did. Okay. Because it's, it's, the way it bottled was, I don't know. The way it bottled. It's just, okay. Well, that's okay. We're, we're going to just deal with that. We're going to, fuck it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> Actually, so if I did my job correctly, you are listening to this in the future mm. and potentially listening on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and the other fucking things. I found something online when I Googled us. Tune mm. in. Let's tune in. I don't know, hmm. but our podcast is on there. Well, shit, tune into that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I could have like one bad like dad joke set up. Yeah, episode, no, that's okay. So. That makes yeah. sense. But uh, <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully that's it. But we are actually recording this live on twitch.tv slash the red herb. My situation right now to do, you know, mm-hmm. live episodes. So thank you, everybody, for yeah. tuning in in person. If you're listening after the fact, you weren't there mm-hmm. and you fucked up. You're not a phony. You just don't love us as much as you lead us to believe you do. Right. Also, you're a phony. (laughs) (laughs) We got a big episode. There's a lot of things that happened this week uh, that we uh, can talk about and get our flannel-oriented opinions on. I'm excited to no longer have to surmise Mm. or predict anything because it's all out there. It's all out there. Sony has been laid bare. Yeah, they okay. laid they laid brain. On yeah, it's it's, it's so the it, coaster is never. Yeah, that's the, the thing. It's the like coaster is never gonna not hold on. <laughs> so <to that>. <laughs> <laughs> he's struggling with my PlayStation coasters because they're actually like <sighs> shitty. They're not very good. I was excited at their design because they're the buttons of the PlayStation, the buttons of the PlayStation, but they don't have any weight to them. So like, if they're a little bit wet, they'll just cling to your drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really I don't have anything to wipe that. No, down. they're well meaning. <laughs> I think I lost yeah. the other one in the shuffle. But yeah, I'll, I'll wipe your um, I'll wipe your dust down after. So I'm okay. sorry if it, uh, well, if there it we go. warps. I mean, I pre-wiped bit. it. I'm a pre-wiped. pre-wiped. <laughs> well, guys, if you didn't know, we are the save room. We're the only podcast brought to you by the concept of flannel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I said, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, the whole fucking mm-hmm. venture. OK. And on Twitter. And on Twitter. At, at save, room save room show. We barely use that account. So. It's not so much an audio you know. experience as it is us kind of just micro blogging and retweeting stuff. 
I think it's more of the idea yeah. uh, behind it. Also, you can find my friend here, Daniel, streaming at Dungeons and Daniels at Twitch.tv. It's true. The home of Fin Fan Fridays. The the original home, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I'm still on my kind of extended stream <laughs> hiatus. It's just been good to mm-hmm. not have to worry about like doing a full-time thing on my days off. Yeah. And I'm still kind of awaiting my Razer Keo camera, which is going to be the next big like milestone in my streaming thing so I can use my capture card and actually do like a big upstream game. But like it keeps mm-hmm. getting sold out and I don't want to spend $200 on it on Amazon. So I just keep pushing the next stream back and back and back yeah no i feel you like you wouldn't even go back to just doing it natively on the ps4 i considered doing it yesterday just kind of doing like a chill whatever hour stream or whatever or if i was doing something more intensive i I told you i was considering doing just a one sitting cuphead run like a speed Mm. run um or if i did play it chill i was gonna play the new thunder lotus game spirit fair what so i I hear the name over and over and i know Mm -hmm. thunder lotus for jotun Mm -hmm. and i know them for sunder Mm -hmm. which is fantastic Mm -hmm. but what the fuck is spirit fair it's kind of like a it's a narrative life Mm -hmm. kind of it's a simulation game uh there's like building elements but it's but it's about like death and like kind of uh coping and kind of like you know just all of that it it deals with like a main character who's kind of dealing with a lot of death and loss in her life and kind of helping people come to grips with that in their own and kind of move on to like you know the next plane if they're kind of in between planes kind of like majora's mask style i cannot imagine this game at all actually what the fuck what is this game check it out it's really cool what yeah. is, this, is it an rpg is it a side scroll what the fuck it's got is like it? kind of it's like side scrolling it has rpg type mechanics it has building mechanics uh-huh. base building simulation stuff so uh, okay it's it's got like an interesting kind of role in of gameplay features because gotcha. otherwise they're gotcha. super known for like action type games mm-hmm. Joden is very much like a top-down action rpg kind of in the vein of older zeldas and then sundered is a fucking like just banging metroidvania yes so. sundered is a banging yeah. game although i remember it had a lot of issues when it first came it, it's uh, i threw it it's never gonna yeah, work don't worry about it um you can just put it on the fucking desk it's fine i did <laughs> but okay that sounds cool mm. i would like to perhaps check out what that looks like because i'm still have, struggling to imagine it mm. <laughs> right now but i do like that studio mm-hmm. Well, what else is going on, dude? Is there anything we need to talk about before we... Oh, there's one thing I want to mention that's not on the dock. Okay. I've been playing a game that nobody's heard of called Marvel's The Avengers by Square Enix. And it is fun mm-hmm. and rough. Both things. And usually that's a good descriptor for a fun date. But for a video <laughs> game, it's not always the best thing. So they actually released a patch yesterday for the game that fixes no less than one thousand issues no less than one thousand <laughs> that's incredible um it, it leads me to believe that maybe that game was not ready at launch what yeah no, like they kind of they rushed that one out of the oven what what do you mean dude what do you mean not ready? which is always like a delicious but sloppy experience mm-hmm. like it's like when you cookies right they're meant to be baked for like 14 minutes but you pull them out that 10 minute mark just because you want something sweet but it's still like gooey and raw and not all together uh, yeah yeah that's kind of what you know marvel's avengers is at times i mean despite its hmm. many i guess thousand blemishes that they had to patch we still had a lot of fun with it um come to think of it gooey yeah. and raw is also a good descriptor for a date but, <laughs> but yeah. this game is uh, it's had me go through some bullshit like we fall through levels um playing in multiplayer seems to strain the network code so hard that mm-hmm. it can't help but make characters like miss marvel like fucking um t-pose throughout levels and stuff and that's a long so and large t-pose they're they're fixing a bunch of this shit and um 
so far it's pretty it's pretty stable like mm. and they balance the one thing that fucking pissed me off the most which is the adaptoids in the game which are like the most impossible enemies it's these fucking big metal sentinel bros that shoot uh unibeams out of their face and they basically didn't react to any of your attacks mm -hmm. and apparently that was a good idea that they decided to hit publish on and now they they spent like <laughs> there's like fucking five entries to fix the adaptoid hmm. um i think i see him in the chat make monsters actually uh, he Make discorded monsters. me earlier and he was like hey check this out like they actually <laughs> they actually fixed all of that shit uh some of the changes that they made is like adaptoid laser attack is easier to avoid it's it's like their ultima attack mm -hmm. um they're less aggressive in multiples yep it was impossible to fight three good they're less aggressive when the fire shield is active so if they're on fire and there's more than one mm -hmm. i wanted to delete the game i could say that actually about like any yeah. elemental defense buff that they've had because like some of them have like electric buffs that are just like feel like I'm punching through forever. Now don't get me wrong, like just like we talked about on our last episode of Save and Plays, where we kind of did a quasi quasi kind of review. Yeah, it was our game. Marvel's Avengers review initiative yeah. in progress so far. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like with many games of service, it's always kind of an ongoing conversation as they update it, add new content, new characters, all that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think we had a pretty fair opinion of the game where it's at so far i'm again it was definitely underbaked at launch but i'm yeah. excited to see how it kind of takes shape and gets better over time did they add any like new end game content because i saw you kind of poking at like what looks like different mega hives yeah the mega hives are a new thing that i i didn't notice i'm not huh. sure what they are i didn't really get a chance to to do it because i'm running into this wall where um, some of this endgame content is so fucking frustrating that like you go through an entire level only to get destroyed by a boss mm -hmm. and I'm just like I guess I wasn't strong enough but I already devoted 45 minutes to this so I have two choices <laughs> hit my head against a wall trying to do this and hopefully not die or actually just level myself because the problem is the one thing that I really fucking hate about this game right Clementine hey. is when you're playing single player you still have NPC uh, partners in the game but there's a rule set to where between every checkpoint, you only have three downs that you can have. And if you get downed after that, you have to restart the checkpoint. And that happens with bosses. But that does not happen if you're playing with friends. Because you could just have friends continue to get you up. So it's like, okay, mm. we could eventually chip away at this boss encounter. But it's like not many people want to play the fucking super high level bullshit with me because they'll be like, oh, my Thor is level 15. I don't know if I could do this. And I'm like, it's a level 135 fucking challenge. <laughs> I am alone. Listen, me and Nick are your ride or dies when it comes That's to true. that. So we're there for you. We'll fucking right. take down those 100 level baddies. I need your support. Yeah. I need your support on that because I'll, I'll do that. But yeah, they apparently are adding some more um, okay. uh, chapters or not like story content stuff, mm -hmm. but just like more like challenges, which is cool. Yeah. Which comes kind of in the the skin of post-game missions and yeah. initiatives and maria hill just hitting yeah. me up on your cell phone real <laughs> great voice actor yeah for that one by the that's way. um again yeah i'm super excited for it. and i i just want to see more like raid like content like there's mm -hmm. kind of the idea of like molds for what would be strikes and destiny like right. components um i just hope like over time like you know maybe add those kind of combined elements where I'm doing a high, but then at the end of it, maybe I'm doing a boss like Rush. I have to fight like Taskmaster, then Abomination or whatever. I think I actually, they need to fix the boss fights. Oh, they they're, do. They're, sure. they're just fucking, um, I can't say bullet sponges. That's what I mean though. They're bullet sponges. They're like punch sponges. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, 
I don't want to spend 15 straight minutes of punching the same guy and not have them really react to my attacks, and that's what the boss fights feel like, mm-hmm. which is a stark difference from the campaign where you actually get cool one-on-one fights. Yeah. Well, because it's more of like a tactical ballet, and then mm-hmm. when you have a group of people, it's like you're just wailing them in a corner, I just love and there's nothing to it. I love ballet. Very cool. I love ballet. What else is going on, dude? Um, Not much. It finally rained, so the smoke's cleared up. It was actually, oh. like, really nice out yesterday. I finally got some fresh air, and I actually felt, like, reinvigorated for once in the last few months. Very I gained nice. a year back on my life as I walked around Target and Impulse bought and shopped. Um, I bought new pants. I bought... You, well, you bought it as well. Oh, yeah, check these bad boys out. He bought new pants. Look at these corduroy boys. He's got corduroy. For audio <laughs> listeners, he just decided to show his asshole. Not my whole asshole. His whole asshole. <laughs> um, and then I picked yeah. up Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which I, did too. I have I not did played too. yet, but I know you've spent some time with it. Um, I've actually, I jumped right into Mario Galaxy, because mm-hmm. it's the one that I've played the least out of those three. Um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. I really don't got much for you on that one. I'm playing it handheld mode and it still acts like it's a Wii game. So a lot of like the directions are for like, shake your Joy-Con. And I'm like, I'm handheld. And then he goes, oh, uh, just touch the fucking screen, I guess. (laughs) That's basically how my experience is. I hear a lot of the ported experience doesn't really handle well with the Joy-Cons. It's it's weird. That's why I want to go back to one of the older ones that isn't a Wii based game. That's where I'm hearing some of like the worst complaints. Like with uh, no. Super Mario 64, not only is the camera having like those really dated problems, but like the Joy-Con drift is like being a problem with people with actually like handling the camera in tandem with that. So um, maybe just play it with your Pro controller if you have one. Maybe just. Yeah. Maybe just. That's how I'm gonna do it. But I'm excited to tear into that. Otherwise, not really playing too much else. Uh, I did beat Ghost of Tsushima finally. Well, well, so, well, well, well. Finally there, guys. That's a game. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love video games. Uh, quick pause. Hello, chat. We're focusing on doing our episode thing. Mm-hmm. Don't act like we're ignoring you. Yeah. We love you. Uh, I just literally need to bounce this recording. And I don't want to edit anything, so I don't want it to mm-hmm. be like, hey, thanks for the sub, bro, <laughs> like in the middle yeah. of the podcast. I, th- I think we'll, you know. we'll set up the precedent now. I think there's a channel redemption point for yeah. asking questions. So if you want to like maybe ask us a question after like each numbered Please. news thing, we could discuss it. Or yeah. maybe if you want to save it to the end, whatever. It's going to be good. Yeah. Save room. Episode 100, the gold standard. RTX, here we come. <laughs> or whatever. Rooster Teeth. We're going to be sponsored very soon. I want to be on that one show with um, James and Adam. Uh, what is it called? No Idea Ikea. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to build things with James and Adam. That sounds so I just want to be in the same room with uh, James. Well, they're just cute yeah. people. <laughs> um, so speaking of the Switch, uh, and this plays into the some of our, one of our news items, but I do, wa- I do want to say that I picked up Hades on a whim. Hmm. Even after I got the All-Stars collection, I was just like, I looked at it and it was like, it was 20% off. This boy's got a gaming sickness. I will buy every game, every motherfucking game, until the end of time. Unless it's like a tactical thing. I don't like those. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Hades is the shit. (laughs) Let it be known. That is the save room stamp of approval in that fucking game. Hades is the shit. One esteemed viewer says, Hades gets the ladies. And that should actually be on the box when it finally gets out of what? Is it still an alpha? Uh, I don't know what like is beta going on. Beta or alpha? Like, what's going on with They're Hades? like, here's the early access full price game. <laughs> yeah. What? What are you, hmm. Fortnite? I, I don't understand that part, but it is very, very cool so yeah. far. You told me that and it kind of broke my brain a little bit. I was like, I thought this game has been out for a while. And you're it like, yeah, it has, but it's has. not officially released yet, which right. is crazy. And the thing is, but. I wanted to wait to get it uh, until like, you know, on PS4 
because I want, you know, I want trophies. Mm. And if a game doesn't have trophies, it's not a game. I, I think that's a fact, right? Mm. That's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Uh, the chat agreed. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just couldn't resist. And honestly, it was such a good, such a good jump into because like, it's a roguelike, first of all, mm -hmm. but it's very snappy. The dialogue is really good, really funny, which mm -hmm. is, you know, not surprising given Super Giant. I almost said massive. Super Giant. I'm going to let him take that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Super yeah. Giant. You got it. Right. Proud of you. And I'm, and I'm glad they have a game that I really like from Super Giant because I appreciate their style, their artistic bent on games, but. Mm -hmm. Like the last few haven't hit me. Actually, it's just Pyre. Pyre is a game that I don't really care for. Mm. Um, Transistor is yeah. the only one I've ever played, and I think I get to the same part every time, <laughs> and then I stop playing. I think there's like a lot of really amazing systems there. I don't know why I like always jump off from it. Right. Um, I like to go back and finish it eventually, but yeah, I I don't feel inclined to play pyre maybe go back and play bastion since i've never played that but. i think you should go back and play hades because <laughs> hades is really <laughs> okay. fucking good okay dude. fair we actually fair. have a question uh from the chat from big bearded al hello from wisconsin mm -hmm. uh his question is you really seem to dig avengers i do me too even with the issues is it worth full price or should i wait for a sale i'm gonna answer on this one you should wait for a sale mm -hmm. um i think if you're a like a big like a big marvel fan like i am uh it's worth it but if you can like wait on that shit they're still balancing the game they're mm. obviously still patching issues and as with all live service games you should probably wait like a fucking year because that's when the game will be like hey this is how it should have launched mm -hmm. and that's my impression about avengers as well it should have probably waited until next year to come out yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm sure they got a lot of push from Disney, Marvel, everybody to just get it out, mm -hmm. um, which is why they did, you know, a thousand patches in the last month on it. Um, I, I think, honestly, <laughs> yesterday, if, actually, <laughs> if you're a big Marvel fan, it's mostly worth it. But even still, like, yeah, wait six months at least. Mm -hmm. Let them add more content. Let them even it out. Because if you're just playing the single story and you're not like single player story rather and you're not into the multiplayer game of service stuff, oh you're gonna run out of game you're gonna run quick. out of game so fast you're gonna run you're out gonna of like, game in a day this wasn't really worth it but if you have friends that are also playing with it uh the game and you want to kind of like play it long term mm -hmm. with them then yeah hours and hours of fun grinding looting all that right so. also if you're not a fan of like grindy games like that that is the game mm -hmm. so like that that's a big warning it's a which, big disclaimer for it i'm not always a big fan of it no which is fine which is fine and it, it might be this game might be better for you to mm -hmm. just like jump in and out when they do like big events exactly and, and it's like oh okay new character let me do some shit but speaking for the single player narrative it is triple a it's very good it has like all the heart and in great Marvel touchstones that Insomniac Spider-Man does. So yeah, story is really good. Story is really good. Story is really good. So we'll get on that. Also, uh, hello um, to you still wear tidy whities This is something that the podcast has never been privy to. Mm -hmm. um, I am not wearing tidy whities <laughs> I just, I, sorry. I know I, I said we wouldn't address yeah. this. this way, way to break I had, to, I had to break KFAB right there mm -hmm. <laughs> and let you know. And also they got a condom ad coming into the safe room uh, live. Oh, like a mid-roll ad? Yeah. Hell yeah. No, 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 no. Pre-roll. <laughs> You don't mid. You don't get in there without a condom. You got to put it on first. I'm sorry. You don't start the date with a condom. <laughs> you get it when you get there. Gooey and rough. Actually, how do you feel about that as somebody who's kind of like embedded in the Twitch ecosystem? Not about the condom. Okay, I was so confused. <laughs> the, the, the new idea that Twitch is starting to do like kind of mid roll ads in the middle of streams. 
A lot of people were experiencing that during, like, the Sony conference and, like, other stuff where, like, they kind of wanted the ads to occur prior so they can, you know, do their stream. Oh, if you do a mid-roll during, like, a live event, you're dumb. Yeah. Like, and I do mean the platform. Like, don't, don't do that to people. Mm. But if if the stream, I know streamers can control it, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to go take a bathroom break or the dog is barking. Let me, Mm -hmm. let me roll this fucking ad for, um, Jet Glide glide on your controllers i was gonna say what i don't know what a lubricant (laughs) for your dual shock for (laughs) yeah man you know fuck (laughs) well we do have a lot of news to get into let's get to it my friend daniel we have no less than well this is deceptive we have five items Mm -hmm. but two of these items are slobber knockers and we have a a 4a and a 4b we t- what? Yeah. <laughs> I, is that like near Automata? Uh, I was going to say, not to be confused with 2B. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Well, I've got a number one on here for you. Lay it on me. I want to hear the news because I haven't been showered in it all week or anything. Yeah, like there's that. been no news. So, no news. Number one. Sony apologizes for PS5 pre-order snafu. Ooh. Where does a multi-billion dollar corporation go to apologize to millions of customers? Why Twitter, of course. I just find that funny. It's like, that's the official announcement space. Not their blog, mm-hmm. not like a press release. Twitter. It's great. So, which is what Sony did to address PlayStation 5's pre-order shit show that occurred last Thursday. Sony wrote, quote, Let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PS5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will share more details. And more PS5s will be available through the end of the year. Now... Sir. After the PlayStation 5's price and release date were revealed on Wednesday, Sony said pre-orders would go live beginning that Friday. But on Thursday, the day best known for not being Friday, retailers like Amazon, Best Buy, and Walmart said fuck it and opened up pre-orders. I'm not exaggerating either. Walmart actually tweeted out, quote, make you wait to get the new PlayStation 5? Nah, that's not like us. Go on, pre-order it. (laughs) Now, <laughs> could you imagine they're like, wait for a pre-order? Couldn't be us. Yeah, it's like this big red <laughs> launch button that somebody was just like, I gotta press it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck. Within minutes, stock was depleted. Websites were crashed and fans were pissed. Earlier in the year, Jim Ryan promised fans that they would have plenty of warning as to when pre-orders would open up. A promise which has aged really well. <laughs> Meanwhile, Microsoft announced pre-orders for their next-generation Xboxes will open up on September 22nd, and even went as far as to specify at what time and at which retailers per region. Hmm. Uh, 8 a.m. PT, by the way, for our U.S. friends. I didn't write down any of the other... Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very U.S. Yeah. centric. Just add an hour, very an hour, you'll yeah. get it. You'll get just yeah, exactly. you know get get your um, Texas calculator out. It'll be fine. What <laughs> is, this is a tale of two pre-orders, basically. Um, <laughs> I I I respect what? Microsoft for you know kind of having the wherewithal to be like, hey, we're gonna do an organized event. I think Sony and Jim Ryan wanted to do something similar, but I, I do kind of put a lot of the blame on the retailers for 
kind of jumping, jumping the, gun. the gun. Yeah, like <laughs> they kind of said, "Hey, we'll have more details for you on mm. Thursday," and everybody's like, "Oh, you mean now? Let's go." Yeah, and I don't know if that was to just generate like site traffic or hype or whatever, but like it was a fucking mess. You think they were watching the showcase too, and they're just like, "Oh shit, is that today?" And then they just like hit a button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have um, COVID brain; they don't know what day it is anymore. Yeah, it was tough because like I didn't get the initial wave, but mm. like just by accident mm-hmm. no not really accident I, I i was watching um no 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 i was on twitter with wario 64 just me and him were hanging out mm-hmm. actually <laughs> now he he tweeted out and he's been on like you know the different links to different sites that are actually you know keeping abreast of like when pre-orders came in and i happened to get one in at target mm-hmm. mr daniel is one of the chosen few one of jimbery ryan's kids yeah he came to our door he came to our door it was like silver plate and a platter i'm looking for daniel intendu (laughs) (laughs) underscore (laughs) underscore um we we have an offer for you (laughs) so you you got a pre-order i got a pre-order yeah so i mean first raise your hand if you actually got a pre-order i'm I'm sure most of us here probably have Mm -hmm. um the email process through sony was actually really clean and i think that's probably what they wanted it to be all across the board um i got an email after signing up it was like 9 30 on wednesday night after the showcase and everything and then they basically said okay we're going to do this in waves um they set it up for friday at 10 a.m and basically i just clicked on a link it brought me to like kind of an online queue and that was just it it's just like cool you'll just now you're in this virtual queue and when you're ready we'll let you know what'd you get with it you got a game with it yeah i got a game with it what'd you get oh i got spider-man miles morales Whoa, the yeah. ultimate edition yeah for nice. sure Love for 69.99 because that's probably going to be the new gold standard for a lot of games going forward so i'm just setting myself up for the future so <laughs> i would say that that is going to be msrp going forward for playstation exclusives mm-hmm. for sure yeah third parties might you know go one way or the other um and i think especially third parties like activision and 2k when they have cross-generation games are always going to go for that like higher price point for sure next gen versus the current gen stuff like with call of duty right now mm-hmm. um that's what it is man video game development is very expensive i know it's not a fun thing to have games raise in price in the middle of a pandemic slash recession <laughs> but we'll see how that goes right because like if people keep on just like well waiting to get a game at 69.99 like they won't do that mm-hmm. they'll wait for a sale and then my tell publishers like ah well we tried it was a good try mm-hmm. right but more than likely, people are still going to spring no matter what. I think so. Yeah. And I mean, we've kind of seen inflation happen so rapidly over like the past like two generations. But game price is not actually meeting that. Yeah, it's so, always it's been 60 since the 360 generation. So I think in terms of like, you know, paying back your dev staff, getting back return on it, like $70 isn't unreasonable, um, especially because games, considering where they should be, are probably cheaper than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. considering the market and the value of everything so yeah that makes sense but i know people are not gonna love it <laughs> let me ask you mm-hmm. do you think sony handled this as well as they could have do you think like their their tweet was a graceful response do you think what do you think a they could have done differently response you know? i don't know dude that's like um <laughs> that's like saying after the christmas tree fell on grandma that we're gonna host christmas at <laughs> we're gonna host it at, at my brother's house next okay. year like it's like it's done it already happened yeah. we're not gonna get it what are they gonna get a do-over playstation 6 like who cares mm-hmm. right now the damage is done um i think it was really a communication breakdown and understandably communication breakdowns have been happening a bunch thanks to covid 
everyone's work from home or not work from home, what have you. And there's just like, it, things are just harder right now, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's harder to get everybody on the same page. Like I notice in my own job, it's very difficult to like keep conversational threads going. So I'm, I'm sure it was fucking astronomically a hard thing to get, get these retailers to kind of like fall in line. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? So that's like the, that's probably part of it. But at the same time, it's, they could have had clear lines of communication. Sony has had, what, 25 years of skin in the game? Mm-hmm. You tell me you couldn't rein this shit in? Acting like it's your first uh, dog and pony show? No. <laughs> yeah, they have, what, two generations over Xbox, and they just yeah. kind of fumbled it uh, pretty hard. Right. I have to wonder, though, if, like, this summer had gone differently. You know, say the live events of, like, E3 and everything had occurred. Maybe it would have been a little more put together. Um, I mm. I don't know if actually Sony was planning on showing up to E3 this year. No. I don't think they were. Yeah, I, I think, think they, they actually had pulled out of that. Um, mm. But... I don't know. Yeah, it's communication breakdown and just like so many other things happening, especially with, you know, the retailers. Like, I could see why it could have happened, but at the same time, they are a billion dollar fucking corporation Mm -hmm. that has done this. Actually, let me check. Five times? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they could have figured it out. Not to mention, like, their handheld installments yeah. so but at the same time like yeah you know i feel bad for the people that are just like watched it happen <laughs> on like on sony's side just going like well this is a great year <laughs> you know yeah i wasn't too worried about like not getting one i actually kind of realistically told myself if i don't get one by launch whatever i'll get one by my birthday like yeah. i didn't have to have it at launch it's just cool that i can actually get one so that actually brings up another yeah. interesting point too um retailers such as amazon who have been taking on pre-orders have been telling customers hey this may not actually get to your house on launch day mm-hmm. uh, just because of the logistical problems involved with it right and i think that's going to happen for a lot of retailers in fact when i pre-order through target they're like yeah it comes out on on the 12th of november but like you may not get it until 18th <laughs> is basically what they said and i was like all right At, for me i'm not fucked up about it right um let me let you in on a secret kevin has video games to play even if i don't get a new console in november it's just a fact. It is a fact. I have everywhere I look. I've got video games. Okay, they're falling out of the fucking. I'm rappers. sitting on one right now. He's sitting it's on a Shenmue game. three. Right. Oh yeah. Well, you can keep <laughs> on sitting on that one. <laughs> um, yeah. I will say I don't know like how many other points you have to make on it, but I've seen a lot of kind of clamor from people in gaming media who are relying on getting one at launch because it's what their job relies on. Job, yeah. So there's this huge like anxiety from people who work from you know smaller sites who maybe you know aren't being offered a console they have to spend their own pocket money to get it they're not being reimbursed for it and it's like damn if they can't get one at launch that puts them at a hindrance because they can't do their job they can't report on the latest specs or the latest games at launch because they don't have it they're behind and i think Mm. that kind of sucks but i mean kind of is what it is too yeah that's one of those things where like especially in games media well let's say it another way if your job was to review how new teslas drive Mm -hmm. And your job said that you need to buy a Tesla to mm-hmm. figure out how it drives. I would say, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. You just don't get a review. Like these these publications need to be supplying these systems for oh, their I employees. Agree. If their whole job is to have commentary feedback, get gameplay captures from it, the whole works. Mm-hmm. And if they're not doing that, what the fuck? Get out of here. <laughs> that's like preying on hobbyists to supply your fucking um, your industry. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's been going on. So yeah, I, I think that's a long time. And you telling me like IGN couldn't fucking get a like secure a PS5 for every single one of their employees, mm-hmm. at least the ones that are like on the front page writing articles about it. Mm-hmm. They can. 
let, let, let me let, that wasn't that was a hypothetical no 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 they can <laughs> all right so yeah that that shit's stupid but whatever oh, i'm of that same mindset where it's like if you have like kind of five premier writers who are writing yeah. the latest reviews and editorials about stuff that's coming out or doing spec rundowns provide them with the console you know it shouldn't put them in job, you know, insecurity or give them anxiety because they can't get one themselves. Yeah, no, so right? no, it should be like, hey, I'm in games media and I write for a publication. Mm-hmm. They got me. It's yeah. cool, right? We don't. We're still hobbyists. We still do this podcast for fun. We don't get paid. We don't have ad sponsorship. <laughs> fuck, MeUndies, where are you? Where the fuck are you, MeUndies, <laughs> you stupid fucks? I would wear so much underwear for you if you would We want that me. goddamn sponsorship. We want to tell the people how good your fucking product is on their balls. We want to tell them. God. <laughs> <laughs> We won't. We won't. <laughs> well, I got a number two. We'll we'll circle back to the Sony stuff because mm-hmm. we that's There's our outro basically. But I got a number two. We're not going to do episode one hundred without talking about Resident Evil. It's true. Uh, duh. Yeah. Uh, Clementine. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Uh, number two on here is rumor has it that Capcom is struggling to develop Resident Evil Eight on PS Five in particular, sir. Now the indomitable Dusk Golem aka the aesthetic gamer is once again spilling capcom's beans instead of leaking exciting news like a new remake he's commenting on development woes for the next installment of resident evil which saw its second trailer revealed during playstation so showcase by the way yep everyone got real excited so according to Gollum, capcom has deprioritized ps4 and xbox one versions of re8 in favor of focusing on next-gen features The solid-state drive has allowed Capcom to play with reality-warping effects and hallucinations that current consoles' loading times could not enable. While these flourishes work perfectly on PC and Xbox Series X, enabling them for PS5 has been so much more of a challenge that Capcom is even rethinking their approach to the game. The studio is nervous about a tentative uh, January 2021 release and is debating whether they should scale back the vision for the game and pivot around a cross-gen experience just to make it more widely available. Gollum says, quote, They've even been giving some questionnaires to testers, including asking about the next-gen or cross-gen focus. Wow. Now, this is not the first time the aesthetic gamer has said that the PlayStation 5 is difficult to develop for. In August, he wrote on Twitter, quote, I used RE8 as an example, but I've heard from other devs that PS5 struggles with 4K games in particular, so you'll see a lot of fake 4K. (gasps) Fake K. Fake K. (laughs) That doesn't matter to some, but get ready for that too. Xbox X doesn't have the same problem, end quote. (laughs) Having sparked an internet forum war because of these comments, the Gollum was accused of Xbox bias and was stripped of his reset-era mod privileges. Gollum has gone on record stating he doesn't even own an Xbox, (laughs) which I find really That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's one thing where... There is a lot of things that happen behind the scenes for Resident Evil games. For instance, this game was originally supposed to be um, a spinoff to the Revelation series, or actually Revelations is a spinoff. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be Revelations 3, but it tested so well internally and with playtesters that they just decided to, fuck it, put an 8 on that shit, <laughs> right? And then kind of re reconfigure the game to make sense as a sequel for Part 7. But uh, they ran into some hardships behind the scenes. Now... I don't love that idea that I feel like the biggest change between PS3 and PS4 was that it was way easier to develop for. Mm-hmm. The core processor and the PS3 
you might as well just like break your feet because it, it, it's just less mm. cumbersome to break your feet, sit down and suffer that pain mm-hmm. than develop a game for the core processor. Yeah. It took an entire generation for motherfuckers to figure out how to release great games on the core processor. Yeah. And then PS4 came out and they're like, oh, this is like right. one of the easiest architectures to work with. Yeah, they're like, so. it's like a PC. Cool. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just kind of shocked that PS5 wouldn't, you know, replicate that experience. But like, I don't know. Is like, the SSD really giving people that much trouble like that's not that's not the trouble apparently it's other uh parts of the ps5 Mm. whatever whatever is used to hit 4k is not working a lot of uh in a lot of instances Mm. i i mean it's got to be some sort of processor that's in it that's causing that basically this this means that digital foundry is going to be in the green for the next like four years uh if this is true about the fake k because they're gonna do article article after article yeah just (laughs) comparisons re8 looks like dog shit on ps5 but i hope it's not true and I also hope that they don't strip features from this game just mm-hmm. to accommodate last gen as well. Yeah. I mean, I would rather them abandon ship entirely on the last gen notion if that's what they need to do. If they're trying to do this mm. premier 4K, like really graphically intensive experience. And then if it's one of those things where you're afraid that you're going to have to strip features because the 4K is not going to look as good as it can, just delay it, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's just all you need to do. So the other thing that I didn't write down is that they have a marketing deal with mm-hmm. um PlayStation for Resident Evil 8. So for them to like come out and just be like, hey, we got to delay it. Ooh. That's actually a good point, Vargi. Uh, if it's going to be so broken on the first set of consoles that they have to do it on kind of that second wave of like 5.5 consoles. Mm-hmm. Why'd you call me Vargi? Nice. Well, you know, I just see so much of him and you. <laughs> Audio listeners, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, for me, I don't give a shit about the, the, the K. In fact, Xbox Series S is at an attractive price point because it's not trying to hit 4K, but mm-hmm. it's still a powerful console. And it still hits the right frame rate, 60 to 120, right? That's kind of rad. And I think a lot more people like... Well, there's a lot of people that just don't have 4K televisions, right? I don't. Like, while they're lowering in price every day you know people still have their fucking 1080p tvs laying around mm-hmm. and there's no reason during a recession to upgrade your fucking tv i'm gonna say this you down with 1080p yeah you know me ah <laughs> so yeah i i just hope that you know th- that isn't actually the case that it, <laughs> that it isn't a struggle or maybe it's just that you know this is one of the earlier generation games for ps5 so mm-hmm. maybe it's just studios haven't wrapped their head around the architecture yet mm. maybe that's it but i want those cool features in re8 dude i want hallucinations and fucking change my world and shit yeah, i want to feel like i dropped acid in europe yeah man that sounds like eternal darkness is getting a fucking <laughs> like modern day reboot it sounds awesome damn they should actually like reboot that bring it to the switch bring it to the switch <laughs> yeah i would love to see a fucking remake of eternal darkness mm-hmm. but silicone knights doesn't deserve to make it oh, fuck. <laughs> do we want to go yeah. on the deep dive for resident evil 8 now or do we want to wait on that for anything else we got to say um we can talk about it a little bit okay. right now since we're bringing it up uh new trailer came out during the playstation showcase um there's beast people mm-hmm. and you're in europe <laughs> and ethan's back mm. and chris is mad and it's spooky that's my impression that's kind of all of it that's it looks like of... the merchants back from yeah well it's Resident a different merchant the idea of the yeah, merchant yeah. right unless this guy like gains some poundage in the last oh yeah well he's it, eating nice in, in europe these days leon kept him fed <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what, what do you what do you uh, what did you see anything like appeal to you there or is it just kind of like okay cool 
It's kind of like the more I see of it, the less I know, because they just keep throwing all these like kind of patchwork elements at me. Yeah. I really don't know what this game's going to be. I don't know. Like, I feel like there was so much more of a concise vision and feel for Resident Evil 7 for some reason. Like, oh, mm. yeah, your your wife went missing. You got to go to Louisiana. You got to find her. And I don't know why that just made more sense. Whereas this is like, what is this larger than life? There's like a fairy tale. Yeah. Fairy tale. In the adventure middle of it. Be. Yeah. There's that whole scene where Mia's reading mm. that what looks like the book from uh, Harry Potter. Right, and then Chris um, shot Mia Mm -hmm. a bunch of times, apparently. We think. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I guess I could see that. Like, Mm -hmm. this one seems like it's trying to increase in scope. It's almost like Resident Evil 7 was, like, a reset. Like, let's start from the roots of, like, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Scary mansion, scary people. And now it's just like, now we're in Europe. Now we're globetrotting. Now there's beast people. Now there's these big environments. There's a castle. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I think they can land it. I honestly think the game looks like a test bed for a Resident Evil 4 remake. Hmm. Like, they're they're seeing if these things play in this engine and if people appeal or if it appeals to people, then it's like, okay, cool. This is a good direction to go with part four. If not, then maybe they're going to do like, all right, let's, let's lean into like some of the campier action of part four. Instead of trying to make this like a harder horror style thing, you know? I guess. You don't think they already kind of have an idea of where they'd want to go with 4? So, just by evidence that this game was not Resident Evil 8, mm-hmm. like, True. a year yeah. ago, yeah, I okay. don't think they have a great idea. I guess looking at kind of the track record for how their titles change, mm-hmm. like looking at the original Resident Evil 4 or, you know, Resident Evil 1.5 to 2, all oh, yeah, that the, stuff, yeah. There was four games called Resident Evil 4. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. And actually. one of them became Devil May Cry. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and, like, Capcom is very, very receptive to seeing how things do in the wild and just kind of pivoting their business around it. Mm-hmm. Like instead of just going like, Oh, I don't understand why people responded to this. We're just going to keep on doing that. No, they actually go, Oh, people really mm-hmm. dug on this action style. We'll make fucking a whole decade of action games mm-hmm. until it stopped working. And then they went back into the drawing board. So we'll see if people yeah. respond to part eight pretty well, it might very much inform remake of part four. Yeah. I maybe, I don't know. I was of the mindset actually that we've seen probably a little too much of resident evil eight and a lot of other people have kind of, mirrored the sentiment that you know they might not be familiar with seven they're familiar with how the remakes play it's kind of trying to like bring them a newer audience to it and i'm just like oh i Mm -hmm. guess that's a good point maybe not everybody like followed the track of like this is the new era of resident evil right like here's our first person (laughs) track here's our remake track you know i feel like a lot of people yeah a lot of people probably came back with re2 and re3 remake so and then they get this game and they're like what the fuck what 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 is is this this about (laughs) what happened are you telling me that you guys never rebooted this series? That it's still the same continuity from since 1996? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's what I love about it, though. Yeah. Like, it just it's never said to itself, let's just give up on all of this and just fucking try again. Mm-hmm. They, con- they conceptually, mechanically reboot themselves. But mm-hmm. for some reason, the Resident Evil series, they're just like, can't get rid of that Chris guy. Yeah. Can't get rid of that Chris guy. <laughs> really love that man. Make him bulkier. <laughs> what if Leon shows up at the end of this one? Like they have like a post credits stinger where he just shows up and it's like Leon Kennedy will return in RE4. He just walks in like <laughs> Mia's dead on the floor, fucking Ethan's dead, Chris is dead, and he just looks at the screen and goes, women. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> RE9 next year. Uh, I got a number three on here for you, my friend. A Mass Effect remastered trilogy listing has cropped up in Portugal. Come on, we're going. All right, <laughs> let's get. I hear flights are really cheap right now. Oh, really? I like that you say this is for me, but I put this in the dock. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you gave to me to give back to you. Fair enough. That's friendship. <laughs> That's what it is. Now, the long-rumored remastering of Bioware's science fiction romance saga that's also a shooter, apparently, has shown another sign of actually existing. <laughs> the Portuguese website Gaming Replay, where I go for all of my Portuguese mm-hmm. games, has temporary box art for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch versions of the collection, and apparently an October date. Now, if we're playing with Renegade options over Paragon for a moment, that's a little reference. For the, okay, that was good, dude. Uh, October is a tight turnaround for a game EA hasn't announced at all, <laughs> <laughs> and the Mass Effect trilogy logo in use on the placeholder art is ripped from the previous gen collection of the first three games. Eh, so it's not looking great there. Now, that's not to say a remaster isn't in the works. While EA was bullish about remastering games from its back catalog during a time where every other publisher was cashing in on it, in recent years, they've actually changed their tune, having launched remasters of Burnout Paradise and Command & Conquer, obviously their most popular games of all time. Now, Mass Effect would be arguably the highest profile remaster for the publisher to date. So there's a lot of reason to do it, Mm. right? Meanwhile, Bioware is quietly plugging away at new titles, including Dragon Age 4 and... A new Mass Effect, headed up by their Edmonton studio, which is still in very early pre-production. But they did officially say that they were working. That's cool. They have not abandoned Mass Effect. They have not abandoned the Normandy, if you will. Um, would you want it to come out this year with all the hubbub around new consoles and Hyrule Warriors and whatever the fuck else is happening? I personally don't, because I don't think I would have time for it. Me neither. I wouldn't mind if there was like a next-gen or like, you know, kind of cross-gen situation uh, with it. I'm excited for the prospect of it coming out for other people who like really are ravenous for it, because I know people have been wanting to replay this on this current-gen console for such a long time and get that new, you know, Mass Effect arc that they wish they got the first time. But, I mean... Play it right. I do hope we get it eventually, because it would Mm. be just kind of a sweet thing to revisit. It's such a beloved trilogy. uh, Such a very, very strong, like, you know, sci-fi, choose-your-own-adventure story that was unique for its time. Kind of groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Absolutely groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I had the original Mass Effect for the 360, and I was like, what is this game? This is like so this is what games are gonna do was basically like mm-hmm. my thought process because like up until then i was just playing like a couple shooters racing games and then when that came out i was like wait a second my kevin's choices matter mm-hmm. what and then like the promise that we kept on seeing and was game pro still around uh, <laughs> in yeah. game informant that are just like yeah bioware keeps on saying that your choices are gonna carry over to part two and i was like no way mm-hmm. no way game don't do that game don't do that game too smart game mm-hmm. smart no and then they did and I was like, fuck. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, I think it's just a little sad that our only representation for the franchise this generation mm-hmm. is Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Not not to fucking pour shit on that game, because the game did that for itself. Mm-hmm. The game spoke for itself. <laughs> um, I just think that, yeah, a remastering of Mass Effect should have happened already, mm-hmm. honestly. You know? But that's EA for you. That's EA yeah, for you, dude. I feel like they don't treat a lot of their published titles with much dignity or respect <laughs> they, they didn't know how to do a fucking season pass on the game yeah <laughs> so they're just like, like don't do, release it how do we retrofit it with microtransactions they were probably straight up just like can we charge 60 for each one and mm. people are like no no you can't do that oh i don't think we're gonna make this <laughs> basically do you think three comes with all the same like bells and whistles like a multiplayer component i think ea should be fired into the sun <laughs> 
if they don't have a complete edition sure. of every yeah. piece of DLC and every little additional thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the multiplayer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Bring that shit back. Which is pretty good. Right. What is that noise? Those are the pipes. The old pipes. EA hears us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, would you... Is there... What would you like to see fixed up in it? Because I feel like 2 and 3 are, like, no-brainers. Like, mm-hmm. carry them over as is. Update the resolution. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Part 1's a little on the rough side as far as gameplay goes. Mm-hmm. I would almost, like, wouldn't be mad if they kind of took some elements from the sequels and just backward like recombobulated it yeah a little bit right it's like like the combat's real fucking rough in part Mm -hmm. one like not the thing right that's my thing i've actually never played part one so that's that would be the thing that i'd hope they'd fix the most because i've heard nightmare stories of the mako and the forever elevator i mean that you're just in for an entire day i mean the mako wasn't that bad (laughs) like i'm just gonna say that the mako i've I've suffered worse in Mm -hmm. gaming okay the mako wasn't that bad and let me tell you what (laughs) Those physics were good enough for Death Stranding. They used the same Mako physics on their fucking vehicles and that and that. Okay, let's, let's just be honest. Let's be honest about that. Um, yeah, I'm, I would be excited, but I honestly don't think it should come out now. I think bad time. Give it, find a dead season, like around summer or something, mm-hmm. and just say, hey, they're back, baby. You know? Yeah, find a sweet spot. I think honestly, like probably spring or summer of 2021, mm-hmm. get kind of out of that swell of the next gen hype and then just re-release it i mean they haven't even officially announced it a lot of it was rumors and then we have portuguese leaks with you know (laughs) last gen artwork so (laughs) i i would love to see them actually like elevate it and make it seem like it's something we should care about rather than just kind of like you know releasing it in like the liner notes of another ea thing yeah exactly (laughs) but put some oomph yeah exactly because it's such a beloved franchise but I don't know. I want to. I want to find out about the Rachni War and all that stuff because I only made that choice in an interactive comic. I spared the Rachni, <laughs> and it paid back in dividends. What What do you think about the idea of like a a new Mass Effect? Like, what What would your hopes be for that? I, I we talk about this a lot, obviously. But. I think yeah, we we've, we've talked about this before. I think I just want a game that sucks me in with the exploration mm-hmm. and the feeling that. I'm really navigating a galaxy mm-hmm. and I'm making choices that make an impact regardless if I'm if I know what it's going to be or not. Mm-hmm. Consequences that mean something. Mm-hmm. I want that again and not something that's just this hollow like kind of the problem with Andromeda it was like it just felt like it was stitched together with different parts of like games of the current generation while mm-hmm. still trying to be exactly like old Mass Effect and that combination didn't make sense. I think they need a new design vision for mm-hmm. what it's going to be and i don't think it's going to be like what the original trilogy did so it needs to be something that's like a little more involving mm-hmm. but at the same time yeah don't be mass effect in style do not try to ape the exact mechanics of the first three games that yeah. was the problem that that becomes a pitfall and you yeah. just kind of step on rakes at that point i'm just like trying to recreate that no. same magic you know why people like Mass Effect. It's the gameplay. It's the the romance. It's the romance. Mainly it's it's romance. fucking aliens. So fucking give aliens. us like a sexy yeah. suite of aliens give to fuck. And I'm in there. Yeah, we're man. on board for it. Yeah, make me <laughs> make a team and really like start with characters first. Don't mm-hmm. even start with the universe. Start yeah. with the characters first and why they make sense and why what they mean together, mm-hmm. and then go from there. Um, and then the other thing is, I don't give a shit about bringing back Shepard or even referencing Alliance or either. any of that stuff. Yeah mass effect could outgrow that idea too mm-hmm. and i think andromeda tried and that wasn't even the worst part of that game that mm-hmm. they moved away from shepherd that wasn't the worst part of that game 
It was literally everything else. It was the jank, the mechanics, <laughs> it everything. Was, it was the jank, it was the story, it was the non-characters, it was it just trying to be a fucking a Kmart clone of Mass Effect trilogy. <laughs> Did that have a creator Shep? Or was that like an actual like character that you played as that was established in the world? It was the same idea of like, this is always going to be this character, mm. but you make them. You make their face and shit. Gotcha. But they're not like a silent protagonist or anything. I yeah. see. I see. Yeah. Don't do that either. I don't give a shit about that yeah, kind of thing. I don't want that. I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, let me... Uh... Regale. put these vocaloids to arrest for a bit if you want to you want to interact with the chat um i got a 4a and a 4b for you <gasps> 4a and 4b uh this is kind of the nintendo slab if you will Ooh. yeah so try and stay awake because i know some like nintendo news makes you kind of like can we can we call it something can we call it um sure. reggie's raw Reggie's raw. <laughs> the Bowser bite down. The ba- the bite. <laughs> Let's just have a Bowser bite, y'all. The Super Mario Mega Hour. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's gonna okay. inv- that's gonna invite some uh, lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, four A on here. Nintendo put on its third mini direct partner showcase. Pretty cool, right? Once again, Nintendo gave its rabid fan base a reason to wake up early and eat new game news for breakfast. I wasn't gonna wake up. You never do. On September 17th, a strategic day after Sony's showcase, Nintendo put on another mini direct partner showcase. However, temper expectations and is not a first party feast of Nintendo offerings. Some of the top highlights include Monster Hunter Rise, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, Hades, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. For a full rundown, I'm not going to read it all. I say you check out Adam Bankhurst's rundown on IGN. Pretty well put together. Read that. They need the clicks. They guys. need the clicks, yeah. They're hurting. They can't <laughs> even get PS5s to their people. But I'll, I'll go ahead and I, I highlighted those four specifically. So Monster Hunter Rise is coming exclusive to Switch on March 26, 2021. Rise is a traditional Monster Hunter with an emphasis on verticality. Oh. So you want to go up, you want to go down, this game's got it. Okay, I'm feeling the yeah. rise. Yeah. All right. Players use a new wire bug mechanic read as grappling hook to traverse environments and take down all new mons including the amphibious tetranadon the wolf-like wyvern great izuchi and the dragon-like magnamala oh yes those, great are, just, izuchi. those are just names to me I don't those know. are just names <laughs> open world is still the name of the game with promises of seamless interconnected ecosystems and a hub base called kimura village where you'll get quest bounties and get served feast by palicos oh that's yeah. the best part of the game i know hey kevin speaking of palicos what? in addition to having your feline companion you can now have a palamute which you can ride what's a palamute it's like a dog it's oh a, it's a dog that you can ride oh it's a dog you can yeah. ride <laughs> i know how much of a dog guy you are so uh-huh yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm made of dogs and then for all of you collectors out there three new amiibo amiibos <laughs> will be released including a palico a palamute and the magnamala Hmm. yeah not That's really into, exciting not into those at all yeah. So much hair, <laughs> yeah got a lot of hair you gotta whip your hair back and forth <laughs> what are they doing in the chat are they just saying mako a bunch yeah we're just saying um mako don't all worry right. about yeah it. just keep entertaining yourself they're supporting it number two on here monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruan ruin is coming summer ruan. 2021 <laughs> and is a sequel to the original monster hunter stories with an emphasis on single player narrative featuring stripped down combat and simplified systems oh that's exactly what i wanted out of monster hunter <laughs> Easier systems and mechanics? I wouldn't <laughs> be mad about that, actually, because some of that is so cumbersome. Yeah, uh, you play as the descendant of a legendary monster rider known as Red in an epic story that will start with the investigation of the mass disappearance of the Rathalos. Wait, his name nap. is Red? Yeah. That's kind of awesome, actually. You're red. I want to play that now. (laughs) Uh, Disappearance of Rathalos from their natural habitats. Wings of Ruin will have some compatibility with Rise, but no other details have been released yet. So, a bunch of Monster Hunter news there for you Mon Huns. I... (laughs) 
So I'm actually legitimately excited about Monster Hunter Rise. It mm -hmm. is being built on the RE engine. The RE engine is working on the Switch. God damn. Mm -hmm. How fantastic. Pretty fantastic. And it sounds cool. And it sounds like, hey, we understand that there's a lot of elements that work for Monster Hunter World, even if Monster Hunter World wouldn't work on the Switch. Mm -hmm. So why don't we make something that is tailored for that? So that, that seems like a really cool response. Uh, the stories one, I, I don't know. It's It sounds like it's a JRPG, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I mean, I'm all right with either, but I think if I'm ever going to go back to Monster yeah. Hunter, it's it's going to be World and Iceborne because I haven't played Iceborne yet. You wouldn't so. do Rise? Eh, what, what if I picked it up and I'm walking around the house going, Daniel, I just, I just, I got an Anjanan. <laughs> I got it. I fucking got a Rathalos, buddy. Look at my Palamute. <laughs> I gave him a Mohawk. I mean, if it was cool when I was feeling that Monster Hunter FOMO, yeah, yeah you know, I'd probably jump yeah, on dude. board. Although, is that a, so? That's a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. Rises multiplayer stories, Wings of Ruin. Yeah, Switch Online player. is rough. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so. that's not going to go well. I mean, we kind of already saw a test bed for that with uh, Dauntless on Switch. And I heard the user experience of that was kind of like bloody. Oh, the, the, the yeah. Monster Hunter knockoff. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot all about Dauntless? Yeah, I don't mm. think about that game ever. <laughs> okay. Fair I think enough. of Monster Hunter all the time, because Monster Hunter is fucking rad. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Well, let me give you two things you might care about. Actually, one thing you're going to care about, which we already talked about. Hades Supergiant's fourth game is out now on Switch. It's an isometric action RPG with roguelike mechanics. Nani? Hades sports an eye-pleasing, hand-painted art style, reimagined Greek gods in illustrious environments. Wielding mystical powers and a suite of weapons, you play as the immortal prince of the underworld as you fight for your freedom against the god of the dead and the king of the underworld himself, Hades. You know what that reminds so. me of? Hades is the tits. Yeah. Hades is so good. <laughs> like, holy shit, that game feels so good. The attacks are so Just reading the description, I'm like, I want to play it. Great. It's really good. <laughs> Hades is great. Hades is a Kevin ass game, yeah. for sure. <laughs> now, you know it's a Daniel ass game? Ooh, what's that? Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I can't <laughs> sell you on this game at all. So, continuing Microsoft and Nintendo's cross friendly pollination, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is officially out now on Switch. To sweeten the pot, I am 8 bit is also selling a collector's edition that features a stained glass piece, both Ori games, a glow in the dark display box, an enamel pin and much more because that's a way to sell stuff oh an enamel yeah. pin yeah <laughs> pins. i know how much love you love pins them. i love pins and i love or i have nothing against ori mm -hmm. like at all um i just for some reason it just walked past me right yeah like i'm not i'm not always the the 2d platformer guy right like i hear it's a metroidvania it is a metroidvania yeah. that's cool that's cool that's cool that's cool that's cool he's not interested no all. i'm not interested i'm not interested at all i don't know what it is is it really just like the art style that like it's is bucking you off from it kind of mm. i just i just don't i don't, I don't dig it mm. not to say that it's bad i just don't dig it i don't know why it's mm. just not working for me okay i'm broken listen i'm not here to force you through stuff that you're not about yeah i'm here to support your other gaming habits. yeah man yo i'm on hades <laughs> hades hades is tits yeah there was a bunch of other stuff that got announced on this one i think rune factory five or six there oh was that was really there's a bunch of stuff that like you know was just kind of fly by news mm -hmm. um i like that they do these like kind of partner showcases but again it's not like the stuff that like you and i crave because we kind of we want the first party nintendo games right and the partner showcases are more of like okay we're gonna do third party second party support so <clears throat> i think it's cool that they do them and they kind of keep them short oh absolutely yeah, yeah. jordan to the punch and like how fucking exciting <laughs> it was like hey you remember hades it's out right now yeah. idiots go get it and i was yeah. like what they do that a lot where it's like hey we're gonna have a quick announcement and it's mm -hmm. day and date which is always really cool yeah i love i love shit like that that's why i actually do appreciate when nintendo holds their cards close to their chest mm -hmm. i know they're their fans for some reason get really incensed 
sense that the idea they're like mm-hmm. Nintendo's got nothing this year. They're not doing anything. And then it's like Nintendo literally a month before a game comes out goes, "Here's a new sequel to Zelda or some shit like mm-hmm. that." And, and people are like, "Oh yeah, thank you Nintendo. You're the best." <laughs> Shut up and wait. <laughs> Thanks for feeding us Nintendo. I actually we pref- love it. We're going to talk about this later. I prefer it when studios have something tangible to show. Mm-hmm. That isn't just a title card and nothing? Okay, but... (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to it. Um, The last kind of portion of this Nintendo news block is 4B. Uh, Raise your glasses, guys, because it's time to pour one out as 10 years after its release, Nintendo has unceremoniously decided to end production of the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, no! See yeah. the three to the D and the S. That was a beautiful song. Yeah. Have you rehearsed that? No, I just thought. <laughs> what a, a fucking end of an era, dude. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Um, so from Sam Byford of The Verge, quote, Nintendo has discontinued every model of the 3DS according to its Japanese website. The page listings for the new 3DS LL, new 2DS LL, and 2DS are still live, but each product list out of production under its name and a message of the main page says that the entire series has ended production. Nintendo site, meanwhile, appears to have scrubbed all mention of 3DS oh sometime in the God. past few hours. The homepage doesn't feature the handheld console at all, other than a support link all the way at the bottom under a similar link for the definitely dead Wii U. End quote. <laughs> in its 10-year lifespan, the beloved handheld system has shipped over 75.87 million units Hot damn. with over 340 8 million software units. Oh, shit. Featuring titles such as Pokemon X and Y, Legend of Zelda, Link Between Worlds, Animal Crossing, New Leaf, and of course, Resident Evil Mercenaries. The best 3DS game, thank you very much. The 3DS was a runaway (laughs) success for the company despite a rocky launch and having to compete with the PlayStation Vita. Supporting a massive gaming library while touting stereoscopic 3D games without the use of 3D glasses, it found its way into countless homes and its success undoubtedly informed Nintendo's decision to make the Switch the hybrid console that it is. Mm. So here's to you, 3DS. We salute you. Goodbye, 3DS. Good you you really <laughs> helped me out on a lot of boring plane rides mm-hmm. where I was just playing the Mercenaries over and over. It had a pretty good battery life, too. It had... <laughs> did it? Yeah. Did it? In comparison to the Switch, yeah, I'd say. The, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I still remember it just being like three hours. Like yeah. three and a half hours, especially with the 3D on, which I never used, by the way. I never used the 3D because it made me feel like sick. <laughs> yeah, for most games too, like for as much as like they tried to sell you on it, like Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. 3D and Majora's Mask 3D were the two games that were, I'm like, okay, I got to get a 3DS now. Yeah. Um, and I half the time had to play it with the 3D off because it just did not vibe no. well. Like, you had to angle it a certain way and it was just kind of a mess. Like I applaud the innovation. It was definitely cool. For them cool. to try it out, but obviously they felt like they didn't need it at times if they were doing things like, well, here's the 2DS, you know? Yeah, exactly. So. Now you, you you wrote something here about like having to compete with the PlayStation Vita, as mm-hmm. if that that kind of implies that there was any competition between the 3DS <laughs> and the Vita, though. There That's might really have been. Confu- there might have been <laughs> at launch in yeah. a different reality. <laughs> 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 Vita means life, according to Ben in the there chat. We Thank go. you. Vita means life. Vita means life. You're right. That's what. That's the irony of it, too. Guys, what are some of your favorite like 3DS games, or what? What, what was kind of your experience with it? Because I know you got it near launch. I remember you like did. on your bed with these weird like 
3D scan cards that you can like make characters pop into your world. I, what was that? I forget. Yeah, Nintendo does like a it lot was of, an AR thing that you yeah, could do. Nintendo does a lot of disposable shit that yeah. <laughs> you know I stopped caring about instantly. That might be cool to other people. It's not mm. cool to me. It's just fucking trash in my house. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like Nintendo always has Fuck. shit where it's just like, yeah, collect these things, and I'm just like, okay, you think I live in a fucking you store it? <laughs> shit. <laughs> what the fuck? But no. um... There are some games that were fucking phenomenal. I mean, Resident Evil Revelations came out on the system. Mm. Do you remember the fucking, the attachment you had to get in order to have two sticks? Oh my god, I do. Yeah, what was it, like the Joy, the Joypad Plus or some shit? It was like 20 bucks by itself. The Joy Brother. The Joy Brother. <laughs> Bring me the, like literally like 12 games used it in the existence of the 3DS and all 12 of them came out in like one year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, it's cool, I guess, I, maybe. Yeah, also a very Nintendo thing to do. Like, yeah. let's have a peripheral just for a certain amount of games. Let's have a peripheral that actually hurts the portability of our portable console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. God, I think it was probably like when I worked at GameStop, like outside of the major consoles I sold, that was probably like one of the things I sold the most of. Yeah. Like everybody wanted one. Everybody had to have one. And I mean, yeah, like for for such titles as like Pokemon games, like if your friends had one, you want to be trading those mons with your friends. Pokemon X was a good fucking time. That was was the last Pokemon that I punished. I went through the whole Mm -hmm. thing, man. God, I didn't even beat the Switch one. I forgot it came out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was that one called again who knows nobody kno- <laughs> literally nobody knows what the latest pokemon is called no fact check in the chat by the way no that is a truth <laughs> wrong answers only i think it's like leaf leaf armageddon or something oh no sword and shield damn, damn. yeah okay Shit. that was the right answer they did have names yeah fire emblem that whole fire yeah. emblem fates series was pretty good too oh uh, awakening um, though yeah a link between worlds one of my absolute favorite zeldas and mm-hmm. one of two zelda games i've ever beaten true true actually the other one i beat on the 3ds as well (laughs) ocarina of time the two zelda games that i've ever beaten were on the 3ds that is a true kevin fact nice for free i mean hopefully when they inevitably do super zelda 3d all-stars yeah yeah, you'll beat the rest of them i'll I'll consider Consider it it. (laughs) unless they like tell me to fucking touch the screen in lieu of a joystick Mm. yeah that's not that's not gonna get out of here with that shit i don't know the 3ds was like it's a runaway success like everybody i knew had one and it took like such interesting risks like with a lot of what it did and most of them paid off i gotta say um having like not only like how do i want to say it like they had games that would come out for like the wii u that they would simultaneously try and put on like the 3ds as well because like yeah there was out. that point where it's like you had super like what was it <clears throat> new super smash brothers and that was on the 3ds and then like hyrule warriors was on 3ds for a bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. with the frame rate that was yeah. like below 10 yeah like they tried to still give you the experience they, that the mm-hmm. console was getting but it was always like kind of diluted a little bit it's just because like yeah. the the marketplace penetration of the fucking console was like extraordinary mm-hmm. the most people had the most units of that goddamn system it 3ds is a king mm-hmm. a trooper let us never forget nope. that 3ds came and it was like a meteor hitting the earth okay meteor 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 <laughs> and then make monsters in the chat is saying yes castlevania lords of shadow mirror of fate actually was pretty rad it was mm-hmm. that was a good one they also made the samus returns uh remake. they did yeah another oh great 3ds there's so many good <laughs> exactly. titles on the 3ds it's stupid there's a dearth of dumb. titles that like you can give a 3ds to anybody and they might look at you like well what am i gonna play and it's like literally just mm-hmm. fucking pick it is an amazing catalog yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah goodbye sweet prince sleep sweet flip fold yeah but now we got to move on to the the new king 
the new kid on the block. No, I don't know why. It's yeah. totally unrelated. <laughs> Number five. All right, we got a big one on here for you. The last PlayStation 5 showcase reveals the console's date, price, and launch titles. We've already talked a little bit about what was going on with uh, PlayStation, but you know what? We're going to do some hard in the paint talk. Okay. Now, let's skip the editorializing and get to the meat. Meteor. He's, he doesn't hear me. The standard PlayStation 5 is 499 smackaroos, and the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition is 399 smackaroos. Now, both systems release in the US, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea on November 12th, and the rest of the world on November 19th. People won't actually get their consoles until Christmas. <laughs> I feel like that's very likely. Uh, there are quite a few high-profile announcements made during and outside of the showcase. Now, your favorite save room boys have made a breakdown of the most important information as according to us. Okay. Oh, jeez. Didn't expect that to do that, but it did. For you audio listen, <laughs> for you audio listeners, that was Vernon. He was subscribing. That was Vernon. Yeah. Thank you, Vernon. You mm -hmm. uh, audio listeners, you should be subscribing too. You have no means of doing it, <laughs> yeah. but you need to. <laughs> All right. Now, the first big uh, pro high-profile thing that was on here is uh, Final Fantasy 16 is a console exclusive for PlayStation 5. Let's put an asterisk right on that, okay? Mm -hmm. For how long do you think? <laughs> We're going to talk about that because there's actually there's been some reporting yeah. today. Now, the infamous Naoki Yoshi-P hyphen uh, took to Twitter to announce that he's producing the project with Creative Business Unit 3. Now, this is what he said, quote, Final Fantasy 16 was just announced. We'll share more in 2021. <laughs> so I hope you'll look forward to it. I'll be the producer for FF16 while continuing to serve as the producer and director for Final Fantasy 14. Oh, my God, Yoshi. Mm. I'll strive to do my best on both. End quote. What oh, a my God. He's, he's trying to become <laughs> Sakurai. He's never going to sleep. Oh, no. He's going to be developing both. Like, <laughs> I feel like you can... He has more of a umph to do it more successfully than maybe Namura has at times. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's 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 talk about Final Fantasy sixty yeah. right now. First, exclusivity. Mm -hmm. um, it's coming out for PC mm -hmm. and it's coming out for PlayStation Five. Mm -hmm. Now, Eurogamer and a few other sources apparently started poking around. They at least confirm that it will launch in PS Five first, and then maybe about six months later, uh, PC is going to happen. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of rumors pointing to that Xbox is going to get it a year after the initial release, which kind of matches what's going on with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. Uh, yeah, sorry, kids. You still got to wait till April for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but but another, another uh, source, I forget where, I think it was like Xbox News or something, basically said that it's not confirmed at all, though, <laughs> that, that the year exclusivity mm -hmm. is going to be up, so... Let's, I think it would be crazy if they didn't release it on Xbox. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of Square Enix support on there, especially for Final Fantasy through Game Pass and all the rest. Mm -hmm. I don't think it makes sense to just hold it to one system. And I don't think that's a part of their business, business strategy. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think that's likely at all that 16 will only ever come out for PS5. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I feel like the cross-pollination things only happened recently for Xbox. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. was it? Xbox 360 is when we started kind of seeing the trickle of like, what was it? Final Fantasy 13 got like that whole lightning collection on it. Uh, but otherwise it was very slow trickle with a lot of that stuff on uh, games pass. And I feel like a lot of that stuff probably had to have come to the switch first in terms of a lot of the, the library. 
I imagine 16 uh, will not come out for the Switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I am curious, though, because I don't... Um, yeah. I never know the answer to this one. And maybe you guys know, Final Fantasy XIV, that's just PC and just PS4, right? It's not on Xbox. Because that would be a situation where... I don't think it's on Xbox. Oh, no, it is, actually. It is? Damn. Okay. That's a surprise. Then never mind. I can't I can't say that. Microsoft Windows yeah. and Xbox One. No, no, no. Damn. Okay. I'm going to put that foot forward right mm. now. There is no realm mm. or reality... Mm that Final Fantasy 16 does not come out for Xbox. While it does make sense that initially, like, that Square Enix would take that hit, because honestly, it doesn't sell very well in Japan for them mm-hmm. at all. No. If it, I mean to say, uh, there are games on Xbox, because mm-hmm. Japan just doesn't like the Xbox very much. And I don't think that's going to change with Series X. There's oh, like, I don't n- think so either. <laughs> there is nothing there that's going to, yeah, draw people to that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now here's a few other things. We got a trailer. Um, it looks a little grim, dark fantasy. It doesn't look like the science fiction infused kind of Nomura high anime style yeah. that we've been used to. There was a real lack of like zippers and belts in this really trailer. just almost no jorts or zippers <laughs> at all. It was crazy. And no leather daddies. Everyone's hair actually went downward instead of upward. So that was <laughs> that was crazy. Um, to be honest, I actually kind of really dig the style. Other people are saying that it's generic looking or it looks like it's aping like the Witcher, like Witcher yeah. and stuff like that. For me, I'm just like... It's been so long since we've gotten a medieval Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. especially in the mainline series, that it is refreshing to me. Mm-hmm. But I guess like in an ecosystem where there's other games that already do that, that it just wouldn't look very original. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really dug the trailer. I really dug the style. I dug what they're going for. I love the whole fucking, we have to, the, 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 the crystals have decided our history for too long and we need to destroy it like it's that shit's mm-hmm. awesome to me man i like it well what are your feelings from the trailer um the ac- exact opposite in some ways where i don't give a shit about the crystal lineage at all i've never cared for the crystal laden entries because mm-hmm. it just felt like something they felt like they needed to commit to for such a long time and some of it like just didn't work for me um but as far as the trailer goes like aesthetically yeah, I kind of wanted something like that. I wanted like a return to to fantasy. Um, yeah, that's what or, I was saying. Too. Or like that kind of maybe fantasy melding with like steampunk, like what we got with some of the earlier titles. But I'll take it. I mean, you saw like battle chocobos, huge emphasis on summons, and I don't know. It looks really cool. The combat looks kind of right up my fucking alley. That sort of yeah. action RPG, that's an action hack RPG. and slash. Um, I know. A lot of me is going to want it to obviously play like Final Fantasy VII Remake because that game is like immaculate in its uh, mechanics. But I trust that they're going to do something uniquely different with it and it's going to work. Um, yeah, that, that's the other thing. This game does look like you're not playing with a party. Mm-mm. But we don't know yet. We don't no, have we confirmation. Don't yeah. yeah, but I think I could be wrong on this. I've said it a few times. I believe there is a developer from Devil May Cry who's working on the combat. Yes. Um, the which combat is really, record. really awesome. Very um, awesome. Like, that's what fucking 15 needed. Mm-hmm. Needed somebody that knew how to do combat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for Yoshi P to come on to it because, like, he fucking saved final fantasy 14 mm-hmm. and he's very beloved with the way he handles you know the franchise and i mean you know he has my stock faith like the trailer looks cool my issue is like other than yeah it looks cool i don't have much else to take away from it because like i feel like this game's like pretty far away from coming out yeah. and no, i no could date, no i nothing. could not get any emotional pull or care from the characters or the story they were trying to sell me on because a lot of that stuff comes over time with you know being in that world taking in the characters walking in their shoes and all that and i'm just like okay cool looks yeah. neat 
summon versus summon right. battle chocobos like you know yeah so. yeah <clears throat> um i think another element that you weren't digging on too is that it looks like it's pretty overtly political which is something that we saw before in final fantasy 12 mm-hmm. this game is going to be yeah. political there's no qualms about it that's actually what yoshi p really digs on mm-hmm. uh he came on board square enix because he was inspired by games like tactics ogre mm-hmm. <laughs> like he loves that shit so he definitely wants high fantasy darker style that's his thing right mm-hmm. and i actually really really love the fact that we're getting like a different sentiment for Final Fantasy right now that mm-hmm. we haven't seen for a while. It's really been kind of like a Nomura-driven show for quite a few entries, mm-hmm. right? Even if he wasn't like the the lead on it, yeah. it just feels like shit that he would do. Yeah, I mean, I respect a lot of Nomura's influence, but I, I'm not always up for the way he like his end products turn out. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. didn't really love the way Kingdom Hearts 3 turned out as much as I enjoyed final fantasy 15 that was a patchwork disaster like that game <laughs> yes, is not clean at all at and least at launch at, yeah, at least, least at launch, launch. They, they fixed a lot of it but it's still like <sighs> the combat's still really really yeah nothing. so i'm excited to see somebody else kind of have a main entry in their hands because i think like we deserve something different at this point mm-hmm. um and somebody that'll probably attack it with a very laser focused vision I was really, you know, so I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, everyone in chat, big fans, Mm -hmm. I I presume, Um, and I immediately, like, even though I was looking at a grim, dark, high fantasy, I was immediately like, this reminds me of Mm XIV. And then when I found out it was Yoshi, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. even the music. Oh, yeah, the the, music is The feeling, the fucking, um, (laughs) just like the larger than lifeness to the game Mm -hmm. like seeing those fucking gigantic summons fight Mm -hmm. each other i was just like yo this is so dope i don't understand people are coming at it hard and i'm just like that's (laughs) awesome (laughs) i hope they get the summons right actually yeah it's like 15 did not do summons right for me at all even 13 i was like "Eh, kind of meh about it so like i i'm about that shit art design execution mechanics make them good give me art give me mechanics give me all of it give it good (laughs) um yeah that's awesome how far away do you think this game is 2022 2022 yeah or like it would be a a shock to me if this game comes out at the end of next year i'm sure it's been in development for a little Mm -hmm. while but i just don't think it's likely until 2022 Mm -hmm. um or alternatively it is uh end of year next year but then Final Fantasy VII Remake 2 is 2022. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or is that one next year? And then to reverse it. Either yeah, way, I, I think that would soon. I, w- I mean, obviously they're being kind of developed simultaneously by different teams. But like, mm-hmm. would, I, I almost feel like Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 might reach us first. Just because there's so much foundation there. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, that's true too. But we'll see. I mean, as you... As we go to the next gen, there's a struggling with the architecture. I imagine there's going to be like a lot of holdups, a lot of delays, and you know maybe a vision that they had. Maybe it changes hands on this new architecture. And, mm-hmm. You know, maybe it just takes longer. It just kind of happens. Like well, that, I so. think that's actually that's an interesting point because that's why they <laughs> might have they might have chosen to use an older engine mm-hmm. for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, which is true. Like that other game, I forget the name of it, the Project Athia yeah. or whatever. That's using Square Enix's new jammy. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 16 is not. Let that be known. So it's using architecture very similar to 15. Mm. That might scare some people. In fact, I was looking at the combat going, you look like 15, but you smell like 15. You're doing cooler things. So I'm going to back off. I'm not going to come at you, but you look a little like 15. (laughs) And that scares me because I think 15 should only exist as 15. And that's not me condemning the game. But I just think that there's a lot of ideas from 15 that shouldn't be extended (laughs) going forward. Mm. That's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there with that. 
I, like I, I maybe think borrow systems track. from that yeah but don't make it your like entire yeah crutch. don't make that the thing right yeah i don't know i'm excited for it man more final fantasy is always a good thing always a good always a good thing now the next thing that we saw we saw more spider-man miles morales now we knew it was coming but you know come the fuck on miles morales is awesome dude what now the 69.99 ultimate edition comes with the original marvel spider-man remastered for the playstation 5 if you already own spider-man on ps4 sony doesn't (laughs) care (laughs) you still have to buy the ultimate edition God damn. <laughs> so fucking bullish. Jeez, I sorry. have all the DLC and everything. I bought that game day one and they're just mm. like, nah. We'll go fuck. <laughs> no upgrade for you. <laughs> Ultimate or bust. Uh, anything you want to say about uh, Spider-Man before we move on? Uh, I think this deep dive trailer was amazing. Because like before we just... Spectacular. We... Incredible even. <laughs> Why do we always do that? <laughs> like, because we kind of got like, it was more of like a cinematic trailer tease. We didn't get like an in-depth game through, like gameplay walkthrough. Like to see him come out of that cinematic sequence walk through spanish harlem to see kind of like all the affectations of like that spider-man world we already know to Mm. see like the feast cards and everything and then to see the transition from him doing that to combat like man i'm so stoked to like get to play as like this version of spider-man because i think he's gonna play like not drastically different from peter parker but he's gonna have his own like kind of like you know flavor to combat for sure i'm excited to see how he plays by contrast and i I saw that like he was doing his like um his zap move and all Mm -hmm. that and he definitely has a different vibe Mm -hmm. but i I think it's still gonna be familiar when you get your hands around the dual sense and i hope it breathe on me um it looks so fucking dope and i'm gonna probably focus on that because we also got confirmation that it's coming out launch day for the playstation mm-hmm. 5 so i'm getting demon souls don't worry but i'm probably gonna be playing spider-man until that shit's done right so that's gonna be like my number one jammy mm-hmm. then followed by demon souls then followed by yakuza 7 and call of duty probably call of duty's call of duty would be like when i'm done with everything else or like done for the day i'll be like "Ah, i'm gonna go play online yeah i didn't talk about that i actually got to play should we save that for the end of the episode just to talk about that i mean we could sandwich it in between let's i mean we'll do it after this actually before devil may cry talk um i i don't know i'm super hyped about this i the the fervor and love I've seen pouring from for this game makes me really happy. Like the sort of like representation for like the Afro Latino and like Puerto Rican communities. It's just like very heartwarming to see like a car- a video game character that people can like identify with. Yeah, I think that's super important. I feel like so. <laughs> for anybody that asks the question like why is it a big deal, because it is. Because mm-hmm. it's we're still at a point where that kind of representation is not common. It's certainly not common enough. So it's a big deal when like one of the biggest superhero characters of all time has a, an extraordinarily huge game at launch for a mm-hmm. new PlayStation. Like, it, it, it's a big deal, yeah. right? And I think it's so cool. Um, and I love Miles. Honestly, Miles is, like, one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited. Kind of a few side questions. It's kind of like, I have a two-part question here. So, like, how do you feel about the Tinkerer? She's hot. Yeah? Like, I don't kind know. Of hot. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of um, in Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, was, what was her? Felic- oh, K- Carrie Russell's character? I almost said Felicity Jones. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Carrie Russell's character where it's like you never see her, but you know she's hot. You know she's <laughs> That's hot. how I feel about the Tinker. <laughs> <laughs> so and I'm excited. <laughs> do you think we get kind of a like a B villain that's kind of hidden, much like we did with the first game? I don't... Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. I think... I would actually be curious if the, the Tinkerer is like a misdirect and mm. someone like the Prowler isn't the actual mm. villain. Okay. Um, I mean, there's questions about what the runtime is, too. I think this game's going to be half as long as Spider-Man was because mm-hmm. it really is kind of like a mid-quill. It's not a full-on sequel. 
Um, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I want it to be something like Prowler or maybe something that ties into what is going to launch what Spider-Man 2 is going to be. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Yeah, because there's going to be ripple effects from title to title. There has to be. Right. And they said Peter Parker is not in the game at all. Hmm. Like he's on vacation or something. Which I think is an awesome setup for the game because yeah. it's like, yo, Miles, you got to learn how to be greater by yourself. I wonder if we get any like flashback like lessons or anything like that because it's like, I want to see like them together. You know, right. I want to see him imparting wisdom or something. Yeah, in how they play off each other. I, I bet you'd be like the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, I'll show him fucking high fiving and swinging through trees and shit. Hmm. Whatever else Spider Man does, swings. Yeah, I think he swings. He swings trees. a bunch. He's, he swings. <laughs> he definitely swings. I yeah. know that. I'm excited for it though because I don't know. Spider Man 2018 was like probably one of the most fun games I've ever had my hands on. It's a fantastic. Yeah, game. it's amazing and. Regarding the length, I know we kind of had a back and forth about it. I yeah, it's gonna be a shorter game. I don't really know. Game. I think it's probably gonna be like five minutes. Fifteen hours to twenty hours, all things considered. No. No, like I would say like story and like end content. The average <laughs> We fight about this all the time. No, like you can look it up online. Yeah. The average time it takes players to complete Spider Man for PS4 is twenty hours. It took me like forty hours. Twenty I swear. hours. Unless I was doing it slow and really Actually, just... I even looked like for people that did everything mainline, yeah. twenty five hours. Okay. So, like, this game is going to be 10 hours, dude. Maybe 15. On the dot. <laughs> if, sure. If, if, we'll say. It's because of photo mode. This dude, this dude tacked on 50 hours through photo mode. And you did, too. I, I see did you too, out there dude. posting your spider punk was, all over New York. Listen, after this, on let's look at my fucking trophies and look at when, what is the first trophy I popped and how long did it take me to get the platinum? I don't know if that's just a fair It's going to be so fair. That's <laughs> fair. That. That's save room fair. <laughs> um, any other thoughts, Spider-Man? Uh, I love Spider-Man, and I wish he would just web up my body. There we go. Um, we got kind of more of a Call of Duty Black Ops reveal. Cold War. Yeah. Um, you have your hands on the alpha right now, which is kind of live until the Touching. 20th. So how do you how do you feel about it so far? It's actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really good. Um, at first, I was like, "Yep, this feels like Call of Duty. Whatever. Uh, yep, it feels like kind of like last year's Call of Duty. Whatever." Mm-hmm. But then, when you really start getting into it, the level design is get ready for this fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you have I was doing this domination map where it's five point domination. There's five separate points. It's usually A through C. This one went to whatever the fifth letter in the alphabet is. Crazy. E? It went to E, at least. (laughs) (laughs) And so there was this one level, I was streaming this last night, where it's like a a tanker in the middle of the level and then a bunch of little ships around it in the middle of the ocean. Mm. And the first thing I thought was, oh, I probably have to zip line between the fucking ships. And I accidentally fell off the boat. You can swim. And you could swim around, and you could shoot people in the water, and there's sharks, and it's amazing. Shark combat? <laughs> well, you can't hurt the shark. Can I ride a shark? You can't ride the... Is it a palamute? It's DLC. <laughs> it's a palamute. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, the play feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the so Actually, there's this one level that you saw me playing where it reminded me of Moss Eisley from the Battlefront games. Hmm. Very open, very big, very like varying topography and all that. And is that the right word? Topography. Topography. No, you did that good. Nailed it. Okay, but I almost said geometry instead of geography. Anyway, uh, (laughs) and it's actually like really interestingly laid out for the multiplayer. I I can't speak to the single player, obviously, but I was just like, oh shit, they done did it right, didn't Mm -hmm. they? Okay, cool. I'm gonna pick it up. No brainer for me. That's what it is. I mean, you can always rely on Call of Duty to play well and have a good multiplayer mode, but but you can't always rely on it on it being interesting. That's true. 
This one's interesting. Hmm. This one feels good. I gotta tell you. Also, the health bars are back that you like. Oh, I like that a lot. So you can see a health bar above like enemies, so it's like you know how much they have left to to kill them. They still like auto regen health, Mm. unlike Black Ops 4. Mm. That's good visual candy. I like that a lot. It's that good damage floaties and health bars, man. That's what video games are about. (laughs) I mean, I felt like this is kind of inevitable. I don't know how anybody else feels about this, but let's like Call of Duty was going to launch with next gen. Yeah. Like that. That was yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, so. I'm excited to get it for PS5. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's a thing. You could you could also always count on Kevin buying a Call of Duty pretty much every year. Every year, just to taste it, and then letting people know. <laughs> the last one I didn't even finish. I was just like, yeah, hey, it was fine. It was good. And then they started bringing back old maps, and I was like, oh, it's actually really good now because it, it's just placating to 17 year old Kevin <laughs> at this nice. point. I love Call of Duty, so that, that's that's what I was like. I ever, everyone in the chat got super fucking quiet. They're like, oh, fucking Call like, of Duty. Oh, he's talking about Call of Duty again. Okay, cool. <laughs> Give me the next one that they might care about. Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition will be available digitally at launch for PS5 with a physical release coming out down the road. It's not DMC Devil May Cry 2, but it's a fine game in its own right, I guess. That's all I really have to say about that game. I think I'm going to pull the devil trigger on this one. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Come on. Are you going to pick that one up? I might. I don't know. Because yeah. I, I was interested in playing 5 as it was, but you mm-hmm. got it digitally, so I couldn't borrow it. True. I was like, all right, I guess I just True. won't buy it, but whatever. You I know. don't know why I got it digitally. I just couldn't wait for it, I guess. Yeah, you, I think you have that inclination sometimes where you just can't wait for a thing, and you're like, yeah. fuck it, just stuff it on my digital space. If game, Put it in there. Kevin want. That's true. <laughs> Pretty easy, dude. Yeah. yeah, I need to give it another um, fair shake. Uh, ooh, we, we have a on-the-fly update for you. Uh, Benjamin from the chat is saying they aren't bringing the updates to PC, so I can't be excited. That's fucking weird. That is weird. That's fucking... The special edition's not coming out for PC? Or are they saying that they're not going to upgrade your normal edition, they're going to make you buy special edition? Ah, uh, I see. That's There's a lot of that going on in yeah. this fucking next-gen bullshit. Oh, here yeah. we were being kind of very glossy eyed thinking oh next gen is going to be a smooth transition no it's not this is a weird fumble this is a, a fumbly transition yeah. a lot of mixed messaging a lot of bullshit mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good right now there's no consistency to it it mm-hmm. sucks like it's not a yeah i don't i don't love it Ooh, it's not coming the pc at all according to ben oh oh my okay. god oh my god well give it a try i'll probably pick it up because i'm the capcom captain mm-hmm. so <laughs> In a quick sentence, what didn't you like about it? It is not DMC Devil May Cry. Okay. There we go. And I will never forgive Capcom for that. (laughs) It's very very constructive (laughs) criticism. Thank you. (laughs) No. um, So that flavor of Devil May Cry has never been my thing. I love. So if you go back to the original Devil May Cry, Mm -hmm. like with Shinji Mikami doing it, Mm -hmm. it, it's over the top, but it's not like anime over the top. Right, it's not like crazy, wild. Like it, there is some horror to it, mm-hmm. right? Honestly, all of the over the top shit is just in the cutscenes. The gameplay is actually pretty grounded, oddly enough, mm-hmm. and feels like a natural extension of old survival horror, right? Like it's just good. No, he is not <laughs> high right now. I'm he not actually high. will die on that. That pattern. I will die on that hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just would prefer DMC. <laughs> I really loved what they did with that reboot. I wanted to see that world more. I wanted to see Virgil versus Dante in within that context mm-hmm. and being like a little more realistic. And we're never gonna get that ever. Hmm. Well, same with me. For me, it just felt weird. Like you even have a fight in uh, DMC Five that's just like this feels like it's from 
ninja theories devil may cry mm-hmm. but i guess it's different i don't know i know i know nobody's on my side when i fucking say dmc5 is like not that good i don't like it personally i think it's a fine game i don't care for it <laughs> that's all <laughs> i mean weird thought do you think we get like an xbox exclusive ninja theory no. No, not at all. No, I, I saw where you're going. Yeah. With it. No, no, no. Just thinking about it now that, like, no, knowing no, no, that, like, no. Xbox owns Ninja Theory. No, not no. at all. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to work on any other fucking uh, licensed game again. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think they're just going to make, like, original IP uh, under the Ma- Microsoft banner. Okay. Which is unfortunate because I feel like they should be a multi plat game because as many people as possible should be able to enjoy Ninja Theory's games. Mm-hmm. I actually don't like them becoming a second party dev, but, yeah, like, it's probably either. a very necessary move for them. So, like, yeah, it's fine. Do what you gotta. Do what you gotta. Do what you gotta. All right, let's see here. Oh, there's another Five Nights at Freddy's called Security Breach. And then I didn't write anything else about cool. that. Cool. What's the next one? Demon Souls will be available for PS5 at launch. It was mistakenly slated uh, during its or stated during its trailer that it would be coming to PC, but Sony has since reaffirmed it's a console exclusive. Uh, Blue Point's upgraded remake gets an upgraded price tag as well, $69.99. Nice. Which, again, like we said, will probably be the de facto price for PlayStation exclusives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get used to that. Yeah. Well, the trailer looked hot as fuck, let me tell you what. <laughs> it did. No, it looked really, really cool. Um, for whoever saw us do the live, quote, live reacts for it, um, I feel like for the casual watchers, parts of that trailer mm-hmm. came across maybe as a little boring. Yeah. Because, like, it shows yeah. this overpowered player walking through like what probably is the beginning of the game just you know blocking one hit killing an enemy blocking Mm. one hit killing an enemy but as it progressed a little bit and you see like the the main character like body slamming enemies and doing like cool takedowns and stuff and then like you know leading up to that first boss fight i'm like fuck this looks cool i mean i was sold either way but i think for maybe people who don't know what like demon souls is or like what soulsborne games are they're like wait this is supposed to be hard. Why is he one hit killing everything? So it, it seemed like such a, a weird way to kind of market it. But for titles that are known for their punishing difficulty, it's like, why yeah. would you show it being so easy? Yeah. Like, I mean, do so you go strange. the flip side with it, though? Do you show like your person controlling the character dying? Like, yes. All, like a bunch, like set that expectation. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they did show that, right? Mm. But it's just like it didn't happen until the boss. Yeah. Like, it's whatever. I'm not going to go come after him after that. I think they're honestly just trying to show you how it looks graphically. Yeah. Oh, it looks amazing. And it looks amazing. Um, Maybe it would have been cooler if they showed, you know, full ui and gameplay balance how it's going to be like mm-hmm. at launch um but th- again that probably wouldn't have resonated with people showing up for the general sony mm-hmm. thing where they'd look at it and go like what why does this matter you it know? makes me wonder if there's like a no hud version because like mm-hmm. that that cleanness of the screen i was like wow this is so immersive to not have to see like you know all the the standard stuff that you would see in like a souls yeah game. that's true that's <laughs> true it, it looked definitely more more cinematic for yeah. sure um mr ben in the chat says you got to suspend your disbelief when it comes to promotional material that's true that's true that's true um a lot of people have that odd disconnect about promotional materials Mm -hmm. like like they'll say a game looks really good and the trailer is a cg trailer and i'm just like you didn't see a game Mm -hmm. (laughs) you saw marketing um at least this was the game Hmm. if not maybe the game you're supposed to be playing Mm -mm. what's wrong i'm just kind of reading what uh nick said would it why wouldn't it have just been set up better interesting interesting i don't know i'm i still think it it proved graphically what that game is going to look like that game looks very next gen yeah uh and i'm i'm just on board for it so 
I am too. I'm just kind of, I'm surprised it is a launch title. I know that they've been working on it for a while, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this was like that rumored, like, Blue Point game for the longest that's fucking true. That's, time. Yeah, we were talking about that like two years ago yeah. on this podcast. And we were like, people are saying it's Castlevania? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I had some dumb theories too, so. Yo, I, motherfuckers I, are out there saying it's Metal Gear Solid. And I was like, never oh, will it be Metal Gear Solid. That was my dumb bitch theory. I hope you understand that it would never be Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Uh, but Demon Souls look fucking sick for sure I'm excited it is a little weird though that we didn't actually get the launch date during the trailer we got it as an afterthought I think through a Jeff Keighley tweet where he's like (laughs) oh yeah Demon Souls is a launch game and it's like why wouldn't you have put that in the trailer Jeff Keighley's better at that shit than Uh, Sony is apparently Jesus Christ which makes me wonder how much of this was just (laughs) pre-stage pre-canned like Mm. kind of for any point like this probably could have occurred at any point and they just never updated some of like the information on it (laughs) yeah Uh, because I don't imagine they were planning to do this showcase remotely ever until they had to so they're just like oh we'll just kind of we'll get this up and we'll we'll reveal it when we can you know I I like to have these imaginings you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying that we're we're just like we always see is this big showcase from Sony and think like Sony did this. Mm-hmm. It's Sony, Sony, Sony. And not thinking that it's probably some other like some motherfucker who is like totally like hasn't been sleeping well, is suffering through the pandemic just like the rest of us editing mm-hmm. together a video and their sole job was to put together a cool Demon Soul trailer and they just didn't have information at the time that they submitted it. Like anything could have happened, right? Mm-hmm. These are made by people and we're seeing very human mistakes occur and then we go like, God damn it, how did they get that wrong? And it's just like honestly because it's yeah. just like there are people like us sitting at home just like oh, well 2020 but hopefully next year's better <laughs> is that not okay i get it like we're <clears throat> hard times all around right bad shit's happening yeah, yeah, yeah we're all in bad spaces bad things but this is like this was their time to get it all right i know this was their launch showcase right like get all the mes- messaging right don't do it in scattershot ways through tweets or playstation blog posts like have it all there because like that's what that was there for True. But I get it. You know, things happen. I, I will things happen, man. A, a grace. They had a few blunders yeah. uh, after this, right? Yeah. You know, the pre-order situation, saying that this game was for PC, mm. all of that shit, right? It sounds like very human mistakes to me. Mm. <laughs> and then, I mean, we did get some kind of like cool details mm. after the fact of games mm. that are both going to be for like this gen and next gen. Yeah. Like Miles Morales, Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Yeah. Which is kind of neat to it think cool. that there's going to be PS4 and PS5 versions of those games. But again, it would have been cool to like know that like during the showcase. True. So. Now, uh, next thing on here, my friend, it's, uh, yep, yep, yep. So as uh, likely as uh, games are going to be $69.99 going forward, mm. it's also likely that J.K. Rowling will directly profit off of Hogwarts Legacy, even though she is not directly involved with the game, and will likely use those profits to continue harming trans people the world over. And that's that's the bottom line on Hogwarts Legacy. That's going to be her legacy, and it's uh, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> kind of but, a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a huge fucking bummer that that's like her stance on on this. But it is what it is. Yeah. Sometimes people reveal themselves to be shitty. So I want like... to I want to talk about this because we had an interesting conversation in the Discord because I just like just kind of said, "Hey, I'm excited about that game." Mm-hmm. Not even thinking like, "Oh yeah, well, anything Harry Potter is related to this fucking scumbag, right?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, I thought through and I was like, "No, I legitimately was excited for the game." And then you know we've talked about it a, like quite a few times. Going, wouldn't it be cool if they did like an Arkham version of Harry Potter and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, because it was leaked and just rumored for mm-hmm. a long time after that. It, it's honestly been like a year or two since we've 
It's been three years. Like there any confirmation or any anything. So and that was before we knew that JK Rowling was this huge turf piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Um and now to finally get it in this climate and knowing where she's at, it's just like fuck. It's just like I don't know. It took the wind out of it. Yeah, so I'm I'm at the point where it's like it's not even taking the wind out of it. I like I get it. This game is still gonna sell. Yeah. And JK Rowling is still gonna be a billionaire no matter Mm -hmm. what we do, but at the same time I can very peacefully remove myself from that equation and not purchase this game. And that's kind of where I'm at with that. Mm. Like, I'm just not going to invest in that. (laughs) Just to think that any of my dollars go toward her empire in any sort of form or fashion just doesn't make me feel totally comfortable. Okay. And I I don't want to be the guy, like, playing fucking Hogwarts Legacy and just thinking the whole time, like, man, what a cool experience. (sighs) Too bad for trans people, though. Yeah, I don't like want to be playing a game and thinking about like the adverse effects it has on mm-hmm. people who, you know, like just just to think of the re- repercussions. Like, I want there to be merit and morals behind the art I make and, or consume. And granted, that's not always the case. Like, a lot of times, shitty pe- people make the art we consume. But I don't want to feel bad about playing a game that I was excited for. It's like, yeah, I don't know. And also, there's plenty of other games <laughs> not associated with terrible people that we could be playing right now, right? Yeah um on the flip side i could just always get it pre-owned and get not, it pre-owned. yeah i'll just wait for it get it pre-owned never let her see any of that money or like, wait until it's like 15 dollars on sale yeah. and that is a significantly reduced amount i'm not going to come at anybody that wants to get this game or, or especially people that are able to divorce mm-hmm. um jk rowling from the creation and mm-hmm. still enjoy the property go ahead do what you want <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's that's there, there's always that conversation that's, that's your prerogative i'm not saying that's fine i'm yeah. just saying that's your prerogative there's always that conversation to be made about like a, you know retroactively finding out that an artist that you like whether living or dead did shitty stuff right and mm-hmm. then divorcing yourself from you know the work like michael jackson could be you know made a good example of that where it's like oh what do you do <laughs> like i'm just saying like a lot of the people who like still enjoy his music and then you know stephen king all these other people where it's just like you can still maybe like respect the legacy of their work but not support them going forward Mm -hmm. right like yes this is terrible but like i'm never gonna like be like oh fuck harry potter and fuck my history with it because like that was such an important part like for me growing up of like wanting to be a writer and like getting into fantasy but it just the whole experience is tainted now and i will always side you know with trans people over jk Rowling at this point because like that's where you need to be on it because trans lives you know matter and it's just for for so many people that felt represented by her and the her inclusiveness of her work or what it felt like it just is a backhand to them and that's really shitty Mm -hmm. so absolutely yeah Yeah, well uh this is interesting in the chat ben is saying that uh i'm actually curious if it may hurt them this time around because apparently Mm -hmm. they're really feeling it yeah there's articles written about it. it's mm. not just a few tweets of people going boohooing it's a lot of people mm. saying what the fuck <laughs> why would we support this <sighs> think about what you're supporting it's that dev team must be in like just the worst space right oh now I, I feel so bad for them anybody who has to handle the marketing and back blow of that because it's like anybody I, involved on that dev team yeah. because when they were like started the project it was a labor of love and they didn't know this was going to be a thing right and mm. now to have like kind of the duality of jk rowling like publishing and putting out a book that's about like anti-trans sentiment it's just like fuck yeah it's not the dev team's fault yeah it's not their fault and (laughs) yeah the other part of that too is like just look at them like yeah they're doing their jobs and and it's you know (laughs) 
it's like this big exposure for that studio. They may be called Avalanche, but they are not the Avalanche that you know. They are mm-hmm. not the, the other WB studio called Avalanche. Mm-hmm. How does that happen, by the way? What the fuck? Rename yourselves. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, if there's two studios with exactly the same name, owned by the same publisher, that's fucking confusing. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, there's Avalanche that makes the Just Cause games and then the Mad Max one. And then there's this Avalanche, which has not done any of those titles. Well, I actually didn't know that until right now. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I pay attention to these things because they hurt me. Um, But yeah, imagine it's like, yo, we got working on a big property. Mm -hmm. We're going to be in the good for years to come. Right. And then this comes around and it's just like. (sighs) Yeah. I feel like this was so many people's like dream project. And then the idea of it's even amazing. Like action RPG, create your own Hogwarts student, choose your own class, live in that world. Like it's the power fantasy of being a wizard, you know? Yeah. Cause we've gotten so many fucking shitty Harry Potter games and mm. this was supposed to be the one for a lot of people. And it just, it sucks because you, you want it to succeed because you want those devs to get their return and you want to see that studio survive so they can keep making games. But I, I hope the blowback isn't so severe that like, you know, they don't get other projects down the pipeline, you know? Right. Because that wouldn't be their fault. It wouldn't be at their all. fault. Uh, we have a question in, in the chat from a one Cthulhu hoop. Uh, what the fuck happened with King? Stephen King, I imagine. What do you do? I don't know. Oh, he, I think he, he made similar kind of like very divisive tweets about stuff. I forget what it was. Oh. Yeah. It was kind of in the same vein of like... Uh, the, the anti-trans sentiment, but I forget what it was. I, I think you should never idolize anybody. <laughs> That's what it comes down Kelly to. Right? <laughs> because if they're a person, they're flawed. Mm-hmm. And at a, at a certain point, you're going to run into a situation where it's like, if you built up your whole, whole persona about idolizing somebody's body of works or idolizing them because of their body of works, you're going to run into some crashing disappointment when they fucking say something horribly problematic. Or do something <laughs> problematic. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, I think we just we idolize people in such a strong way and we put them up on a pedestal and it's like right. yeah there's very flawed very broken people behind the art we love you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're looking it up you're trying to look up what stephen king did <laughs> well i got a last thing on here in case you want to get there um sony announced the playstation plus collection it is an extension of the ps plus subscribe what the fuck i read this all wrong Pretend that never happened. (laughs) Sony announced the PlayStation Plus Collection, an extension for PS Plus subscribers that gives them access to a curated catalog of PS4 titles such as Spider-Man, God of War, Fallout 4, Monhun World, Final Fantasy XV, that's a a juggernaut, and motherfucking Bloodborne. Now, all games can be downloaded instead of streamed, like on PS Now, if Mm -hmm. you're wondering, and the collection will be available at launch. And no, it is not a um, additional cost or anything. It's just part of your subscription. Hmm. Now, this is obviously like, let, let's use the hand quotes here, a response to Game Pass, but it is not an equivalent in any sort of way, right? They they definitely haven't made any mention of like that being a business model that they want to support. In fact, they've outwardly said, Sony has outwardly said, like we just, that just doesn't make sense for us uh, cost-wise going forward. Mm-hmm. We think there's a lot of value in having exclusives and not just giving them for free day one. Yeah. Um, however, Xbox gets away with it, whatever, right? <laughs> but Sony says, we're not going to do that. Um, maybe because there isn't a Sony product on everybody's work computer like Microsoft, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe that's why Microsoft can offset some of these decisions, right? Mm-hmm. But it is cool. It is cool. Yeah, Big Beard Out makes a good point. It's not an equivalent, but it is a nice add-on. Mm-hmm. Here's this whole, hey, remember all these great PS4 games, some of which you may not have played? They're here. They're available. Mm-hmm. And that's 
cool in addition to like the two free games that you get per month mm-hmm. right awesome i love it yeah it's a cool thing to launch with i think especially because you might not have had those experiences with ps4 right so big games on there too man huge games god damn got a war and whatnot shit i gotta wonder if it that if it's a static list or if they're going to add to it over time is kind of what it is um that's a good question yeah. maybe maybe treat it the same way that nintendo does with their online mm-hmm. where it's like eh, every few months you might get some news about like hey here's a new game on the the old collection or mm-hmm. the ps plus collection i think they would do that it would be weird if it's just like here's 12 games mm-hmm. that's it that's all you get from us don't ask for more <laughs> never ask for more from sony <laughs> but that's cool i think that's a cool uh, value but i it does answer the question will we ever get a game pass equivalent nope 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 <laughs> they have straight up said nope we're not gonna do that and it makes sense for them right like i said microsoft has other ways to offset mm-hmm. those kind of deals honestly maybe they could be in the good giving away halo for technically free mm-hmm. right so Oh, everyone's saying in the chat that they added Persona 5 to the list, but not Royal. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's because Royal just came out this year. Mm-hmm. They want you to buy it still. Yeah, exactly. That That's not... <laughs> but at that point, it's like, okay, surprising. you're putting out a game that came out on like PS3 and PS4. Like, so yeah, what's really true, the value prospect of that? It's like, okay. Yeah. It um, is funny, though. It's. I mean, it's still cool to have because I think the games that they have on this now collection, mm-hmm. or PS Plus collection, rather, are very indicative of this gen for sony you know these are games that matter these are games that kind of are locked to the identity of like great exclusive titles so yeah it's great that they're there um overall what did you think of like the showcase oh thank you for the follow audio listeners if you're confused (laughs) you should be doing the same twitch.tv slash the (laughs) redder um well wait we were we're missing one more on here i didn't write about it because i just didn't think about it Oh, oh yeah because they didn't give you much to think about nope god of war mm. is getting something a sequel maybe midquel maybe midquel maybe but ragnarok is coming so they ended the presser with a teaser um where they didn't show anything but like a lo- well not even a logo they just showed a rune thing yeah that might be the logo that might be the logo. <laughs> it might be the logo a lot yeah. of questions yeah there. <laughs> um I'm not that excited. I am excited at the idea of a continuation of God of War 2018. Mm-hmm. I I just, again, when you show me nothing and demand excitement, it's not going to work on Kevin. <laughs> like, it's not going to work on me. I'm just like, what? Yeah, you've no. been burned by too many, uh, like, a cinematic trailer and too many a bull right. shot. So I, I get it. I do. Yeah. But apparently this, this game is coming out in 2021, which I'm mm-hmm. another, like, okay, I got two scenarios for you. One, no, it's not. If it's God of War 2, no, it's not. It's probably going to get delayed. And then two, it may not be God of War 2. It might actually just be kind of like Miles Morales, honestly. I mean, yes, maybe. But the way I've seen a lot of the devs come out on Twitter about it, they're like, yes, God of Two, God of War 2 is real. God of, two. God of War 2 is real. So like, it the makes me think two. it is the sequel. Uh, they yeah, could they could have been working on it this entire time. They're not time. going out of their way to say that it's not two. I know that, but it's like straight up fucking say it's part two or not, mm-hmm. right? I, I feel like they're doing that whole wishy-washy shit because mm-hmm. they don't want to like disappoint people. Because you know, yeah. no matter what happens, if they announce that, oh yeah, what's coming out next year is a mid-cool, people will be like, oh, <laughs> you know it. It's Even with Miles Morales, that happened a little bit. People mm-hmm. were just like, oh, this is not Spider-Man 2? Yeah. Oh, what? What do you, what do you mean? I'm seeing more Spider-Man. And this isn't two? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a fair point. Would you be excited if it wasn't? 
I wouldn't mind because honestly, like the foundation for God of War 2018 was so immaculate. Right. And I'm along the, for, for more of that. And that's, that's where my hype is where it's like, yeah, you showed me a logo, but honestly, you let me know that it's coming at some point. And granted, we kind of already knew it in our headcanon. We knew they were working on something because like Corey more or less said it at a point. Yeah. But yeah, like, he basically said to it. see it coming <clears throat> within like, you know, the next year, I, Granted, I'm, I think I'm with you on that one where I think it's going to get delayed. It's probably going to be a 2022 game. It's not game. coming out 2021. What yeah. the fuck? What um, the fuck? <laughs> but no, I wouldn't be wholly disappointed because I think if they make the decision to reduce oh, it and have it be a smaller vision, there's probably a vision they stand behind on it. Um, and I'm, you know, they they have my trust. They have my faith on it. So, But maybe the reason it is coming out so soon is, like I said, so much of the foundation and groundwork is there. What else are they wildly changing about it, like mm-hmm. mechanically, you know? What if you had two axes? <laughs> yeah, right? Throw, throw. <laughs> throw, throw. <laughs> uh, we got a question in the chat. Uh, Make Monsters is asking, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. If it's a mid-quill, we get more God of War than expected. Why would that not be a good thing i'm totally agree with that i totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. like the same for spider-man yeah. i'm just like if you told me hey part two is going to be like ways away but here's something to satiate you that's new and got new mechanics and stuff mm-hmm. that's fucking rad mm-hmm. video games are awesome yeah <laughs> like that's my that's my impression give me more that. give me more like that would never make me mad right i just think like logistically if they say that it's a midquel that makes sense for it coming out next year mm-hmm. if they're saying it's part two i'm, I'm just like I don't know that I, that that can come out so soon. I mean, 2018 versus 2021, I know that's like a few years, but like, mm-hmm. goddamn, that's a tight turnaround. These motherfuckers are crunching. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. They are crunching. That tells me they are crunching, and I don't like that kind of thing. But Sony Santa Monica is not... What other titles are they juggling? Like, I don't think they have multiple projects in the pipeline at this point that I can remember, you know? I know, like... They had a few other games they developed and published at a point, but like for the most part, since then it's been God of War, God of War, God of War. Yeah, I haven't talked to Corey in a while. Yeah, so, so yeah. we know. couldn't get him in on this episode, unfortunately. Yeah, you know? he said uh, maybe episode two hundred, and I was like, oh, okay, Corey. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm you know I'm excited for the concept of it. I wasn't excited by what they showed me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because they yeah, to your point, they didn't show anything. They did so. not show anything. We've we have really evolved past the point that a studio can just show you a fucking logo and have mm-hmm. and have me get excited i know it gets, it gets some people excited but that's great but like we already kind of knew that they were working on it they mm-hmm. even mentioned <laughs> that they're working on like the successor to it do you remember the turnaround from what was it i think it was e3 2017 or 2016 where they sh- first showed like that god award 2018 in in kind of motion with the the world serpent and you're like holy shit and then we're like that shit's gonna get delayed so hard and then it came out when it was supposed to and i'm just like i'm actually kind of shocked so i think from the point it actually got delayed did it okay. only for a few months though that's not too that bad. was not bad yeah, okay yeah, yeah. but like if they show us the thing like maybe you know next year or whenever they have that next like big kind of um what do they call it sony i always forget the name of it mm-hmm. their sony virtual shows oh the state of play the state of play there we go how could you forget yeah i feel like the first time time we get something like that where it's kind of like a trailer with gameplay like it's not far off from that point i don't think no probably not probably not now you asked a question overall what did i think of the show Mm -hmm. that was pretty good Mm -hmm. um i didn't get anything that was like a world ending reveal Mm -hmm. um which would have been dino crisis remake (laughs) uh that's where i'm at right now i already got resident evil 2 remake Mm -hmm. i already know eight's coming out Mm four is getting a remake the only thing that could get me fucking like just I can't even think straight excited is Dino Crisis at this point. Maybe, maybe Bloodborne 2. 
Actually, Bloodborne definitely Bloodborne. Yeah, Bloodborne two. Would Those are the only two night. things that can make me go fucking crazy right now. Like every shit. Yeah, everything else I'll be like, whoa, <laughs> like that's it, right? But overall, I thought it was a solid showing, and I'm excited to know that literally some of the cooler things that they were showing will be available this fucking year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if not, awesome. you know, early next year. I honestly think this is. I mean, maybe I'm talking <laughs> out of my ass here, but I think this is probably the strongest launch window we've seen from Sony in like fucking ever. I would agree. <laughs> like, I would agree. This is a very strong launch lineup when yeah. you pair it with the third-party games. Mm-hmm. By itself, it might be like, mm, but then again, Spider-Man. That's fucking yeah, great. Exactly. Spider-Man and Demon <laughs> Souls at launch. That's yeah. like two amazing IPs to have that yeah. play in, in the Sony that's exclusive. A strong launch, launch, dude. That, so. That's like, oh wow, you really shored up your uh, big yeah. guns. Okay. I mean, cool. looking back at like the, you know the launch of the PS3, the launch of the PS4. I mean, they had a lot of massive like third-party support. But a lot of it wasn't super impressive, you know? Yeah, PS4 launch was kind of boring. Yeah. I only had Call of Duty Ghost ugh, and Assassin's Creed Black Flag to play, which was great. Yeah. But I like, there was nothing else. What? Rezogun. I had Rezogun to keep myself busy. And then, like, three I think months. Transistor and Destiny came out within that same year. Maybe. I don't, I didn't have it at launch. So I, I think I'm just kind of uh, okay. loosely yeah, no, remembering, but. Yeah, no, I don't. And I, then, I remember because it came out 2013 and Destiny didn't come out 2013. And then PS3, what? They had. What was that game called? Heavenly Sword and ah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So. That's a Ninja Theory game. Yeah. So. Yeah. The Ninja Theory game that takes two hours to beat. Yeah. Layer. Layer is yeah. another one. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, PS4s were Rezo gun machines for a very long mm. time, according to Ben in the chat. Ah, yeah, it was. I love that game. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I got really fucking good at that game. That's because it was one of three games I came yeah. out. So, I mean, to come out of the gate swinging with this, I think they have probably the most advantageous launch window against the competitors. Like, I mean, we can still make the argument that, yeah, Microsoft is launching with Games Pass and like two very attractive price points for the two consoles. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. But like, I don't know. These are like powerhouse Hmm. titles to come out with. I don't know, man. I I feel like we're going to forget about every launch title game once Hyrule Warriors Age of <laughs> Age of comes, comes out. out. Yeah, sure. it's, it's done. Sure. It's done. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, hey, let me let me let me put the <laughs> put some dust on this PS5 and really put some respect on this Hyrule Warriors. For sure. Yeah, fuck our PS5s. <laughs> yeah, fuck the PS5s. What? Mm-hmm. All those games are garbage compared to Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. What did you think of the price reveal? Do you think that's kind of it's exactly, and exactly, it's exactly what, it what they needed yep. to do. Any <laughs> higher would have been egregious for them yeah. this year. Not to say that I don't think people would have purchased it still. Mm-hmm. I just think it would have been a bad fucking look. And I'm so very glad that they, they thought better of it. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're taking a big loss on the digital editions, by the way. There's mm-hmm. far fewer of those Fuck. in the wild because they're taking a loss on them. Wow. And I, I gotta wonder what these were originally <laughs> priced at. <laughs> I think it was 600 and 500. Yeah, I for sure definitely. think it was going to be 600 and 500. And then, and then when Xbox came in and was like, nah, they're mm. like, fuck. Okay. We got to take a loss. Yeah. They'll get it back. They'll get it back. Yeah. They'll get it back. They got us. Sony, you're Sony good buddies. as long as you got us, man. You got the save room, boys. We got a whole chat of people that want to want to pick up your games, want to sense the duel. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hyped. Next time is going to be cool. Well, Daniel, I think we should land the news episode. Because there's a lot for me to actually edit, or not edit, but cut out of this. But like, still continue. Yeah, still I guess. continue. Yeah. But we'll just we'll we'll still talk. We'll still do some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And if I decide whatever after is really funny, we'll just put we'll it put it in. There you go. <laughs> but I'm just gonna say thank you to audio listeners. Thank, thank you, you for being here. Thank you for supporting us up until goddamn all the way to episode 100. Mm-hmm. We started this endeavor in our apartment in Florida four 
years ago, four long years ago, when mm -hmm. we were skinnier and getting laid far more often than we do now. Thank it's you, true. video games, for ruining our lives. <laughs> but what hasn't ruined our lives was building this small but great community around the save room. And I just really appreciate you guys continuing to support us. <laughs> like, just in any way. Just by being here is what I consider to support. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing and awesome. You have so many other options out there. Mm -hmm. Like, literally a billion other yeah. better options. <laughs> so many other gaming podcasts that you can actually get your news from the same day. Yeah, You know, exactly. not a week or two late, so. <laughs> in fact, this is like... Us doing this live is us the closest getting to news yeah. happening imaginable, and uh, we're still late. Ben from GameSpot tells the audio listeners, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't say it any better than you just said it. That's an amazing sentiment. I mean, you guys have been... This has been an amazing community to see Burgeon over the years. Um, Vargi was our initial ride or die. Vargi's still here True. with us. Whether Thank you, you Vargi. found us on Twitter, whether you found us from our Twitch streams, you know, Kevin over at the Red Herb, which you guys are at, or me, you know, from Dungeons and Daniels, like, mm -hmm. we're just glad you're here. We're glad you guys vibe. It's, it's always amazing to see like-minded people come together. You know, maybe we have differing opinions and that's okay. We can talk about stuff constructively and have this kind of safe space where, you know, we can talk about video games. That's, that's what we always wanted it to be. You know, for the longest time, we were just two drunk idiots talking about Castlevania. Uh, Lords of Shadow. <laughs> on our little bar nook. That was like and, that was like episode one. We were like, yeah. Lords of Shadow is the shit. <laughs> and, you know, I, I never thought I could do a podcast because I'm like, why do my opinions matter? And still, I'm at that point where I'm like, why do my opinions matter? But, you know, you, you guys elevate us. <laughs> Make sure you do that responsibly, elevating us. Elevate us responsibly. Yeah. That's a dangerous yeah. thing. If these heads get yeah. any bigger. Don't elevate our egos. <laughs> we will go at critical mass. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, mm -hmm. I would love to be able to say like, oh, we got big plans for the future of the save room. Now we're going to keep on hanging out yeah. and being here for y'all. It's It's been a really hard year. It has been. Um, to, to expand and whatnot. But I do, I will say... Um, one thing that we have incorporated that we do need to do a better job of is having different voices in our own mm -hmm. on this podcast. It's been great having Chelsea uh, join in and we're always like working on like ways to kind of like invite more people on. Um, also, <laughs> shout out. Wow. What happened? What? <laughs> For what Al says, your opinions still don't matter, but that doesn't mean I don't want to listen to him. Thank you. That is Appreciate true. That. Thank you. Big <laughs> anyway, uh, the other. So basically... We want to have more like guests on the show, mm -hmm. especially for like review episodes and stuff, and especially to cover games that we don't care about. Mm -hmm. If you didn't notice, I don't really care about JRPGs, but a lot mm -hmm. of you do. So it would be cool to have somebody that does mm -hmm. to kind of discuss that stuff with us. So. Yeah. Our rotating window of guests has kind of been like few and far between. Like we've had friends of the yeah. show. We've had Sterling come on. We've had Chelsea. Yes. Shout and... out to Sterling Silver, by the way, who's been a longtime supporter <laughs> of the show by the way yeah. and we want i mean i think now more than ever it's probably easier to do stuff like this because like everybody's doing the remote thing like you've probably done a video call or an audio session with somebody at this point for work or whatever so mm -hmm. i mean if you guys ever have interest in you know joining us or you know wanting to do a review or whatever yeah hit us up let's talk about some stuff yeah it's gonna be good stuff all right well guys uh this is a pretend goodbye for the, for the audio listeners. Yeah, this is a long stream. Time. Stick around. We're not turning off anything. Yeah. But thank you for being here, and you'll never hear from us again. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to save your game. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> thank you, Daniel. But I'm actually going to get a beer.